Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Today's episode of What Happened When is brought to you by the live version of What Happened When. That's right. Tony and I are finally taking the show on the road and we're taking it to Crockett Country. Come see us, man. Tickets are on sale right now for us bringing the show to Charlotte. And we're not done. We're also going to be checking out Nashville. You can pick up tickets right now at tomzinc.com or lowkeybighog.com. How are you looking forward to this, Tony? Well, I'm looking forward to being in Charlotte to see people that I maybe have not connected with in a long time. And who knows, we may have some surprises coming up when we come your way, but we're going to do the show live. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to bring up the moments that you've come to love on what happened when and basically just get to know you. And I can't wait, Conrad. It's going to be my second live show. We go to Charlotte, then we go to Nashville, Tennessee. And again, anybody who's a a low-key big hog or a glass bottom boat member, and you get uh, two VIP tickets to anywhere. If you're living close to these events, you can join us for free. I feel like we should remind everybody that these shows are going down on November 11th in Charlotte. That's November 11th. And it's a, uh, an afternoon show, three o'clock. You'll be able to join us right there in Charlotte. They've got a tremendous opportunity for you. It's a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but it's at the comedy zone, which is a, a tremendous comedy club. Pick up your tickets right now, November 11th, three o'clock in the afternoon. There's no reason you shouldn't be here. November 11th. And I want to remind you if you're living in the Charlotte area and you're a big Panther fan, there's no Panther game that day. So you don't have to pick, are we going to go see the Panthers? Or are we going to go see Tony and Conrad? Come see us and pick up your tickets right now. And, uh, you can do that at tomzinc.com or lowkeybighog.com. Uh, and the other ticket link is going to take you directly to Zanies, where we're coming to Nashville on Sunday, December 16th. And I know what you're thinking. Oh man, that's during the football season. You don't have to pick the Titans are not playing that day. So you don't have to pick between the Titans or myself and Tony Schiavone. Come see us, man. Sunday, December 16th tickets for both of these shows start at just 35 bucks. And, uh, we're going to make you laugh and tell you some stories that we can't normally talk about here on the show. You can use your imagination as to what that might be. Uh, and you never know what we have in store. We've already been talking about some surprises. Uh, this is going to be fun. Check it out. Lowkeybighog.com, tomzinc.com. Tickets for these shows are going to go fast. Charlotte, Nashville. We're coming to see you lowkeybighog.com. And of course, tomzinc.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for 
Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bottom, Mid-South Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split off, Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Left, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man, Klondike Bill, Make a Tip, Tommy, you come over here! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Monday on the MLW Radio Network. But if you're not on Patron, it's Wednesday. Get with the program, kids. Go to patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday and join in on all the fun, like the incredible stuff we're doing today. Tony Schiavone, we're covering ECW Heat Wave 1998, arguably the greatest ECW pay per view of all time. I'm fired up about it. This is my favorite promotion ever, and everyone says this is their best pay per view. How excited are you, Tony? Well, I'm really excited, Conrad, because this thing is obviously full of violence and women. Yeah. Uh, and, and who doesn't love that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little, little introspection from me. Uh, is that what my life has become? Violence, violence and women. Violence and women. Yeah. In fairness, that's what your life should have been this whole time. And I've brought you back in. Okay. I mean, here's what, here's what it was two years ago. Santiago deep to center field. He's on base. What's wrong with that? That's pretty exciting. If you ask me three, two count, just a bit outside. Ramirez gets the walk. <laughs> I like that. And I know you do, but now mm-hmm. <laughs> you're over here doing battle raps and talking about parking lot panties yeah. and volunteering to sign up for hepatitis. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, you should join us on Patron. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am for us to get into ECW's Heat Wave 1998. We put a poll up on Patreon and I had three different WCW topics on there. And I said, you know what? We're really close to the anniversary, the 20 year anniversary of this famous ECW show. Let's just throw it up there. Cause I don't know when we'll talk about it. Cause I don't have a, a podcast with Joey styles. He passed. I don't have a podcast with Paul Heyman. You know, he's under contract. I don't have a podcast with Tommy dreamer because I don't think he knows how to get a podcast on his phone. I don't have a podcast with bully Ray because I mean, who fucking wants that? So. This is really my only opportunity to do it. And you know how to have fun with this. I was trying to think like, what if I made Eric Bischoff watch this? Oh, it would, it would, it would ruin the memory of ECW for me. And if I watch it with Bruce, he's going to make fun of it and just lean off Mike and yell bingo numbers for three hours. Right. But at least with you, I mean, you're going to be a good sport about things. This is going to be fun. So I'm, I'm really fired up about this fire up your WWE network. This is already my favorite show and we haven't even clicked record. Uh, go find heat wave. It's ECW's heat wave from 1998. It happened on August 2nd, 1998 
I'm so excited about this. All right, Tony, we need to uh, take a pause right here to tell everybody about fight.tv forward slash Starcast. You know, Starcast is sold out, man. 20 plus live stage shows, over 40 hours of great content. You can watch it both live or on demand at fight.tv forward slash Starcast. And if you hurry, you can even claim a piece of the all in ring canvas. History is going to be made that night on this very ring canvas. And there's only so much of this thing. When it's gone, it's gone forever. But you can pre-order this and join in on all the fun at StarCast at fight.tv forward slash StarCast. Tony, you're in a couple of events that day. You've got the What Happened When? Well, we've got a ton of fun surprises for you. But you're doing Botchamania, too. And we've got some professional comedian help there when Ron Funches joins us. And, of course, Cassio Kid. But I talked to Matthew this past week. He is really excited about what he's presenting to you. Do you want to hint? Hint me. Something you've never seen before and something that um, it'll take Hmm. your breath away. How's that? Oh, all right. Well, I I can't wait. And here's another thing, Conrad, that I think is so great about it. I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people that follow us say, you know, I can't make it out of Chicago. Hey, that's okay because you can join us and you can still be with us even if you can't make it out there into Chicago. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be seen everywhere. And I guess this surprise for me is going to be seen as well, right? Uh, yeah, we've got a few surprises for you, not just during Botchamania, but your actual stage show as well. We've got other fun stuff like Behind the Themes with Jim Johnson. We've got a Monday Night War debate with Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff. We've also got an NWO reunion. We've got a panel on a War Games retrospective, the Empty Arena match. So, all the stars are going to be here. DDP, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and even some old school guys like Terry Funk and JJ Dillon. Arn fucking Anderson is going to be there. Don't wow. miss it. If you can come see us in Starcast and get your picture made with Bruce and Tony and all the guys, by all means do. You can pick up that at Starcast.com. There's two R's in Starcast, but you can pre-order and join in on all the fun right now from home, live and on demand anywhere in the world at fight.tv forward slash Starcast. That's F-I-T-E forward slash StarCast. And there's two R's in StarCast. Check it out. Uh, do you want to call it a tag team partner here? Or what are we looking to do? Yeah. I uh, Let's call in Lois to give us the countdown. Ready, sweetheart? And I'm fooling around. Okay? okay. All right. Now, I'm serious. All right. One, two, three. Hit play. It's ECW Heat Wave from Hera Arena. I've got to ask you something right off the bat, Conrad. I'm ready. Joey Styles has passed. No, he's not dead. Okay. He he, he passed. He's done with wrestling forever. Okay. He um yeah. he he got fired by WWE for yeah. shitting on Roman Reigns in an interview to be funny. And he was working on the website and a lot of the web stuff. And he was a, he's a podcast listener. He's probably listening to this right now. Right. And then he went and got a real gig selling, I believe advertising in New York city. And right. then he was brought back a couple of years ago in 2016 to do some commentary I believe in like November. And it was right around the time that all of the Trump grabber by the want walk came out. Yeah. And there was some sort of physicality in the ring and he used that line, you know, for uh, a laugh. And obviously in in ECW, that would have gotten over like crazy. Right. But in current day times, there was a huge backlash and he just said, fuck 
this. So he deleted all of his tweets and he's done with wrestling forever. And take a look. It's Uh. Francine Uh. looking as only she can look. Uh. There's about four inches of, uh, four square inches of fabric there. Yeah. And four inches of Tony Schiavone really engulfed with blood right now. No, it's, it's more like an inch. Uh, roll tide, uh, my friend roll tide. Ah, man. You know, Francine is one of these, uh, young ladies that just cannot look bad. How about Shane Douglas? He looks a lot cooler without his fucking skateboard. Doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. He absolutely does. Absolutely. Well, he kind of oversold that a little bit. <laughs> Good God. He, he took a shit. He took a hell of a bump for just getting smooched. Well, I mean, you've never been kissed by Francine. You don't know what that would be like. No, well, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, she's pretty. She's as Bruce would say, all the way live. All the way live is 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 correct. Uh, now here's the thing. I, I always like thing? cut the fucking music. <laughs> that's what I did that right on cue too. Yeah, uh, how about that? And he, he said fucking, and he said God damn it, this thing. And I'm thinking, wow, they really knew how to do a pay per view, didn't they? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I know that you're probably gonna dump on that, but listen to us talk. You know, we're over, and they they were over with it. So, how could I absolutely dump on anything with Francine standing in the ring? You know what's I mean, funny she, to me she, is is the the press pass that. There's like a, an all access pass clipped to Shane Douglas's shorts. Like, is that, ne- he's walking around wearing the fucking belt. Does he really need the little piece of plastic to tell security who he is? Well, knowing Shane, he probably did that to stick it up security's ass. Probably. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So this starts out with an, this starts out with an interview. Boy, she is really playing with Joey here. Holy smokes. How about those heels? Can you imagine as a man trying to figure out how to walk in that? That's what we should do on Patreon this week. I need you trying to walk in some of Lois's heels. Okay. okay. That'd be hilarious. Cause there's no way can, we could do that. Yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. I can. What, what, are, what, what, what's this huddle they got going on here? They wanted to get together and take a peek at Francine's gimmicks. Okay. Well, not, not bad. So Joey's going to open this one. And from what I understand from reading about this is that, uh, Shane is going to be his uh, commentator on this. And this, of course, uh, uh, is. And yeah. (laughs) Yo, holy shit. So Francine was talking about how the fact that I love these opens back in the day. Um, I bet your suit didn't cost six grand. Unlike, and then shoves his head in the gimmicks. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well. Never to... happened to me on a pay-per-view, so what? who was I fucking working for? Give us some commentary on these clips you're seeing. Okay. It's time for each W. Anyway, oh, my God. In the head with a piece of shit. And a major fucking deal. Shabu on the ladder. And I'll just drink a beer and beat myself in the fucking head because I'm the Sandman. Yeah. Who is that diving over the top? Was that? And there's another Sabu fucking move. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. These fuckers are just, they, they, look at that. Look at, he threw him out of the ring into the fans. Are they, I, were they trying to kill each other here? Is that what they were trying to do? Were they say, you know what? We're going to, we're going to fuck Tommy dreamer, whacking somebody with a chair. Are, were they, comrade, were they, hello, Francine. Were they trying to kill somebody? There's nothing like a little shot of the blue meanie 
I love him, man. Uh, and of course, that's just incredible. Who, by the way, I got a, I got a chance to meet uh, a few years back. Did an autograph signing with him. First time I had a chance to meet Justin. Is he still with us? Yeah, he's here. He's doing a documentary um, about his struggles with addiction. I think he's okay. struggling well, right now. Well, you you know you you've got to you got to kind of wonder uh, with the, all the bumps they got took. How many guys from ECW are still with us? <laughs> you do. I mean, lots of people not. make fun of, you know, ECW's budget and all that, but I like this entrance set right here. Yeah. Th this was all, this was what ECW was all about, man. This absolutely was what ECW was all about. Uh, and describe what you're seeing. Holy here, Mary, mother of God. Holy, oh my God. Holy shit. And a brick. What, 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 that's uh Nicole Bass, right? Yeah. She is no longer with us, but this is right. what really put her on the wrestling map. Eventually she would yeah. wind up in the WWF. Um, she would be there by WrestleMania time the next year, right? But she first got her big wrestling break here on the left, uh, on the right. There is chastity who also at one point, I believe wound up in WCW for a minute and she went uh -huh. whatever viral was around this time because it came out that she had done an adult film of an oral variety. Well, um, and it got leaked. And then the fellow on the left is, uh, Jason, who was an ECW original who, uh, it was sort of like, um, popular to hate. And then of course, in the middle, the superstar, and that's what he is here at this point, just incredible who had really reinvented himself from the goofy Aldo Montoya bullshit that we had seen in the WWF. He was essentially on loan here from the WWF and they came up with the, maybe Paul Heyman's worst name ever. Just incredible. Just incredible. Got it. And not the best name ever, but man, he got it over because it showed a darker side and a more aggressive style. And eventually he'd start carrying a cane and be paired with Lance storm and they'd become the impact players. And he would even become world champion here. So it's, uh, it's quite a turnaround for him and, and yeah. he's doing it in combat boots and jean shorts. Here's the, here's the, the cold hard facts about what I'm looking at in the ring right now. And even though it's, as, uh, as Mr. JL comes to the ring, uh, in a, in a shoot fight, Nicole basket, kick all their asses. So Jerry Lynn here, as you called him, Mr. JL was with WCW for a long time, but right here, he had really started to come into his own and ECW. He would eventually become world champion, but he would also have a series of matches with Rob Van Dam that put him on the map and Rob Van Dam was calling himself, you know, the whole fucking show. Um, then of course, Jerry Lynn, they, they wanted to call him the new fucking show. Got it. So there you wow. go, man. What a, what a difference in presentation from the WWF and WCW for both guys, but especially just incredible. Bob Ortiz is doing the ring introductions. Jim Molino is the referee and Joel Gertner who will be at Starcast, by the way, had one of the oh. great lines of all time when he was introducing everybody on the stick. And 
you know, you've, you've heard that before where they would say in this corner, blah, blah, blah. In this corner, blah, blah, blah. Your referee is bald. <laughs> That's so good. Right. Well, I was going to say he looks like the Haviland Express Lube guy with that shirt on. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. This good is God. this is a great way to start the uh, show. They're going to have a tremendous wrestling match here. Uh, it won't be, um, you know, there will be some high spots, but there won't be some of the stuff that maybe you don't like. So I, I'm excited to get your take on this because these are guys who are going to have a real wrestling match here. See, there's nothing wrong with that. I've always said that you need to build up to violence. If somebody comes out in, in, in match number one and hits a motherfucker over the head with a, with a ladder, then what does it mean the rest of the way? Uh, Meltzer would give this match three and a quarter stars. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, so our buddy Dave liked it. Then that means it must be good since he has, he's the measuring stick. For pro wrestling. I feel like I should, um, tell you that this show is universally praised as we sort of mentioned at the top of the, uh, of the show, but the wrestling observer reader poll, you know, we always talk about thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. You want to guess where this one was? Oh, this had to be way thumbs up. Guess a percentage though. Uh, 95%. 97.3. Yeah. I can see that. The best match on the card is going to be Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome, and there ain't no doubt about that. Incredible. Second best is going to be Sabu and Rob Van Dam versus Hayabusa and Jinzei Shinzaki. And uh, I think you're going to have fun trying to pronounce all those names. Should be yes, good I stuff. Am. But this is this is a huge success. Um, the show drew four thousand three hundred and seventy six fans, which is just shy of the capacity that they set up of forty five hundred. The actual building holds around 6,000, but with their staging and the way they had sort of planned, they hoped for 4,500 and they're just barely shy of that. Uh, 3,991 fans would pay 110 grand. And that's just a little short of the company record uh, that most people expected would be broken. And that record was done at November to remember in Pennsylvania, um, the prior year of 97. They did get a, a ton of money, um, for merchandise, 57,000 bucks, which on average is $14 and 82 cents ahead, which is up there with an all time record in the history of United States wrestling, as far as a per person. So those ECW fans, I guess, you know, they're a lot like wrestling fans today. There may be fewer of them, but they're willing to consume more. And, and they're passionate about their, what they love and their product. Uh, and, and God, you got to respect that. Plus here's a, here's another thing too. Uh, the overhead is probably not as big as it was for a WCW pay-per-view. No doubt about it. Because a lot of these guys are not on big money contracts and you don't have some of the ridiculous production expenses. You know, they definitely do a lot of less is more when it comes to production. And they're doing that just based on, you know, the realities of their economic situation, but I, I, I dig it. And you can see the girls in the back trying to get heat with the crowd. <laughs> and by the way, there's a, there's a part in this that just before the Dudley boys match, Bubba Ray Dudley gets off the microphone and gets heat. Like you've probably never even seen in wrestling. And I'm not saying that to be funny, but you're probably, we, we might need you to actually listen to that live here on the show. Okay. 
just because you won't believe some of the things he says. All right. And you won't believe that WWE has not clipped it off the network. I'll never forget I, the first time I saw it in person. Cause I'd been reading in the newsletters and stuff that he was causing near riots with his commentary. And I got to see some of it on TV, but of course they edit out all the bad words and they would take a, a 10 or 12 minute, you know, rousing of the crowd and trim it down to two minutes and, and bleep all the bad words. Well, I got to see it in person in Dalton, man, it was <laughs> something else. He went out of his way. You know, he's, it's a different time. So you, yeah. you could, you could call people things back then to get heat that you just couldn't do now. Like if you said it now, you'd be out of the business. Right. But if you say it then, and you probably shouldn't have said it then either, but you could, and people would just be pissed off, but not in a way where it was like, okay, that's it for you. Oh, check right. this spot out. Jason holding the chair up in front of Jerry Lynn's face. Wow. Holy shit. You know, it, it, you're, you're right. They've had a good, they've had a very, uh, if I can use this term, it's kind of bullshit, but technical wrestling match right now. They, they've had one spot over the top, but they've kept it in the row. Just power bomb his ass on a chair. And the Haviland Express Loop guy is arguing with Nicole Bass, I guess. By Jesus. the way, um, Bruce Pritchard, not high on Nicole Bass, says that her husband was a, uh, a negative influence in the long uh-huh. term. Well, that uh, that doesn't surprise me. I put two and two together to sort of. I know nobody's told me this, but okay. I mean, when when he says you know, her husband was a negative influence in the locker room. Yeah, that sounds like to me he was a drug peddler. Mm. Okay, could be. Now, now I think Nicole. If and of course I've only read about Nicole since uh, in the last I don't know since I've been out of wrestling, but she ended up, uh, before her death, she, uh, she ended up, uh, hooking up with a girl. Didn't she? Uh, I don't know, but I do yeah. know that she, she came to fame on, um, Howard Stern and she was even right. in Howard Stern's movie private parts, which came out in 1997, which would have been a year prior to this. Right. You know, I know that it's not a popular look and from a production side, you may not like it. I know Bruce hates it, but I love that. All that's lit are the first few rows around ringside and then everything else is dark. I think that's a cool look for wrestling. Well, you know what it is? And here's what I appreciate about it. It's different. It's different than what WCW and what uh, WWF back then were trying to do. And there's something to be said about being fucking different. Yeah. I mean, I always said, and, and God bless Vince Russo, I always said during Russo's tenure, we attempted to be WWF light. And we couldn't, we couldn't out WWF the WWF. Right. So, so if you can't, then be your own thing, man. This is a fine opening match, man. Credible was a good guy. You know, when I met Justin Credible and I met him at, uh, at Bud Carson's in Allentown, Pennsylvania, when, when Bud had his wrestling show, there's a Ric Flair bump. Uh, I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. I hadn't seen anything from him and this is my first just incredible match, but the kid can really go. And you know what, you know, this, 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 uh, addiction thing that we're talking about and, and I, I shouldn't just flip it off like an addiction thing, but I can, I can understand where kids in this era 
taking these absolutely crazy bumps would get addicted to painkillers if that, in fact, is the, is the case because they would have to do it to survive. I mean, how could you not take these bumps? I, I, gosh, I am not, I, I am not condoning uh, taking uh, all the painkillers, but how could you not? How could you not perform on a nightly basis or even a weekly basis without something to deaden the pain? Tylenol Inc. will do it, guys. It just amazes me, and and of course it it goes on today too. You know, we see crazy things. We've, gosh, we just. Uh, just aired the other night, uh, our battle riot, uh, from New York city and, and the crazy things those guys do. And you know what? This was really the start of it. Wasn't it? It was, you know, I mean, this is the height of the Monday night wars to me. Right. I mean, 98 was such a hot year for you guys at this point. Goldberg's a world champion. Stone Cold's the world champion on the other channel. ECW's enjoying their biggest success. All three companies are really thriving. What are you making of, uh, yeah. Jerry, and Jerry not, not only that, just, uh, look at that, man. Just great athletic, just great athleticism by both guys. Wow. Set out power bone. I even know my moves now. One, two in the two count. Just, uh, but you know, you know, the, the thing, and I, this is something I brought up when we saw our last ECW show, the things that ECW and, and Paul Heyman were doing back then have kind of stood the test of time. Yeah. Fans getting involved, chanting, right? Absolutely. Are you still with me? I'm, I'm, with, I'm, you. I'm with you. Okay. Can you not hear me? Can you not hear me? I didn't hear you one time. I had a, I, I'm sorry. I had a, a button pushed on my end here, but, but it stood now the test of time. Myself. Fans chanting. Fans getting involved in it. I hear you now. You're fine. Uh, just uh, using chairs, using tables, using ladders. It just uh, it, it it it's a little bit different than uh, a Wahoo McDaniel and a Greg Valentine match now. All right, credible up and Jerry Lynn. You know, Jerry Lynn was a was a pretty. Wow, I always thought Jerry Lynn really came across in the backstage area. He kind of looked like a bookworm, glasses, kind of looked like a businessman. But, man, when he turned it on in the ring, he was a completely different guy. Jerry Lynn is going to be at StarCast. Starcast. Ah, good. I haven't seen Jerry Lynn since forever. And what would ECFNW be without a chair? It's amazing that the referee's back has been turned all this, all this long time. He, uh, the Avalon express loop guy kind of looked over. What's the chair doing in the ring? Oh, a DDT on a chair. That's it. That's gotta be it. And it's not and it. It's not it. See Jerry Lynn getting on chastity there about the interference. Just incredible. The running start into the corner up and over snaps him down over the top rope and wow, they're on a table and look, it's almost like uh bill Watts's book in the territory. No mats <laughs> around the ring. 
And nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, for workplace environment, there's a lot of wrong with that. But for what ECW is, why should it be? I need you to call uh, this, Tony. All right. My God, they're going up top. What are they going to try to do? What are they going to try to do? Oh, my God, a Frankensteiner. A Frankensteiner off the top turnbuckle onto the table. ECW, ECW, ECW. Where's Francine? Where's Francine? Where, that's what I've been chanting while they've been chanting ECW. How great is that? Oh, that's, that is absolutely spectacular. Wow. And then, and here's my, here's my only knock on that. How do you, how do you continue after that? Right? Well, now we got to set people on fire. Well, I, that would be the only thing left to do. I mean, like for instance, right? He just took a Frankensteiner from the top to the table. He should be dead. But if a bitch had some bitch going to kick out. No, he's not. He got hit. With <laughs> oh, they pulled the wool around on my eyes that time. And now. Jerry Lynn's going to pick him up. Boy, the referee just knows how to turn his back because, as we said, he is ball. Here come the girl now. Watch out. The real ass kicking going to start now because she could actually beat everybody's ass here. Wow, look at this, how she picked him up with ease. Do a little crucifix stop, drop there, darling. Go ahead. Oh, cooter shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the cooter shot. Oh, God. And the fans pop for the cooter shot. Oh, good God. Is he going to, is he going to cooter shot her too? Mm, Jesus. How great is that? Oh, the pickup spot kicks him in the ding, ding. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For just absolute pure entertainment. You can't beat this man. Look at this. You can't driver on a woman tombstone pile driver on a woman. <laughs> okay. Cooter shot at one. He, he tombstone pile drive drove her on another. And meanwhile, where's my opponent? Oh, there he is. Let's go get him. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Here we go. Is it? This is just the opening match. Oh, are you ready for about this? Oh my God. Tombstone pile driver. Off wow. the top. Oh, one, two, three. That's it. What'd you think? Uh, every bit of four stars. Every bit, man. I loved it. Ah, yes, sir. You know, he tried his best to protect, uh, JL when he came off with that tombstone pile driver by, by tucking his knees that time and having him land. But something like that's going to blow out your knee as well. I mean, Meltzer would say that the uh, finish looks scary and a top yep. rope tombstone, man, yeah. that's not something you're going to see very often. I loved it. No, no. That's one of those that you save for a pay-per-view. I would hope and see how, see how credible is, uh, limping around and look, look on the right hand side. Jerry Lynn is touching his middle finger to his thumb over and over and over. Yeah. By the way, Jerry Lynn going to be a star cast. He's, wow. he's a referee for all in. Oh, he is. Yep. Wow. What a, what a, what a night, what a weekend that is going to be in Chicago. Holy snikamoles. All right. I'm with you, man. And another Haviland Express Lube guy. Look, looks like they're uh, changing oil right now. 
looking into my car. Uh, is is this over? Is Nicole Bass going to kick somebody else's ass? She got it real slowly. Well, she's selling. Well, I know that, but I mean, they got the they got it. I thought maybe the way she got up dramatically that she would just walk over and kick Jerry Lynn right in the balls. Wow! Here's my man Lance Storm, buddy. Lance Storm was a hell of a performer for WCW. He really, really was. So clearly they cut out a promo or a package or something there because right. immediately everybody's out of the ring. And Lance right. Storm, before he was in WCW, was here as a member of the Triple Threat. Um, but before he had any sort of association like that. When he used to grab the microphone and said, can I be serious for a moment? I thought that was, that was, that always made me pop the way he would do it. Looking serious amongst all this bullshit that was going on around him. There's the member of the triple threat. I was referencing Mr. Chris Candido. And here comes the That's main sir. event. Look at Oh, woo. wow. Wait a oh. hole. Wasn't she in the WWF at this time? Yes, she was, but she had permission from Vince to come along and do this and, and a show in Louisiana. Uh, during a table spot that went awry, Candido nearly had his ear removed. So he's wearing protective headgear now just to make sure that his floppy ear that's about to come off any minute won't come off here in the middle of the match. But speaking of things that are coming off, here's Sonny. Mm. I, I think about her every time I Skype you. <laughs> you do? Well, because, you know, I don't have to be Skyping you. I could Skype somebody else, but. Decide not to do you. Yeah, you're, you're you're skyping her. I uh, I you know, Sonny was with us at the NWA Fan Fest, Mid Atlantic Fan Fest, and I got to see her and uh, work with her. I, I loved Chris. I loved her. I thought they were just hardworking kids. And uh, <sighs> another tragic story with Chris Candido, man. Yeah, it is. It's a little sad, but yeah, man, I loved him as a performer. You know, he was. Uh, he was a sawed off, jacked up motherfucker who knew how to work and was entertaining yeah. as he wanted to be. And how about he's, this pose? Yeah. He's doing a Steiner thing here, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Running around the ring like Rick Steiner. She's, <laughs> how about that? She's a lot better looking than the Steiner brothers though. Yeah. Well, that doesn't take much. Uh, well, wow. Okay. So now we have seen, we have seen in this show in the, in the first, what, how long we've gone? We've gone about, about 30 minutes here. We have seen. Francine, Nicole Bass, and Sonny. Wow. ACW huh? knew how to cater to their audience, did they not? They, 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 yes, they were. That's exactly what I was thinking. They absolutely knew what they were doing. Because I'm not so sure I'm seeing many females in the stands here. You know what? Let me uh, correct something we just discussed. All right. She wasn't here on special permission. She had been up until this point. She was fired two days prior. Oh, Okay. She apparently violated her talent contract that expired in late 2001 and everybody sort of assumed that that was going to be coming, but she was mandated by the WWF at the end of June to undergo treatment for an alleged substance abuse problem or be terminated. She went to treatment, said she didn't have a problem and then didn't undergo the treatment and then never responded to their attempts to reach her. And they had agreed she could work somewhere else as long as she didn't use the name Sonny. And she didn't hear. She started referring to herself as Tammy Lynn Sitch. And then eventually just Tammy is what she'll be referred to here. And Meltzer would comment 
Candido came out with Sunny, who looked like she hadn't slept in days. And she, I mean, she does in the face look a little different than we remember from her time in the WWE, but clearly she was in the grips of some personal challenges here. Right. That maybe still have some of her attention 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And uh, again, that's another, in, in many ways, tragic story. But I mean, take a look at, at the performers that they have to open up the show. I mean, you got Jerry Lynn, you got Just Incredible, you got Lance Storm, you got Candido. I mean, these are you four. I, and I know a lot. Of, I, that's why I'm glad to watch this with you because a lot of guys would say, oh, it was all garbage wrestling and, you know, they were just brawlers. And it's like, no. I mean, the four guys we've seen so far are legit fucking workers. And Shane Douglas, you know, he was out in the first segment. He is too. Right. Like, so you've got five real wrestlers like traditional style wrestlers not i'm gonna hit you with a trash can and you know jab this knife in your back right well you know i'm i'm telling you i i really believe this that that being able to work a match still is what gets you in there i i, I know i know it's a male soap opera i know it's the storyline to draw you in and I do understand that, but you can have great storylines and you go watch a match and you go, man, that sucked. And, and that loot, that whole storyline loses something. And, uh, I still say a great work rate is what brings you in because you, you leave them. I look, I, as a wrestling fan, I, I walked away from many matches, live events that I went to see saying that fucking sucked. And I, I pissed my money away. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Blackjack Mulligan, I'm telling stories now. Blackjack Mulligan wrestled Thunderbolt Patterson. Thunderbolt Patterson came to Mid-Atlantic, and they uh, and he was there, and they had him wrestle Blackjack Mulligan at the Richmond Arena. And a friend of mine and I went to the Richmond Arena and saw that match. It lasted like three minutes, and it was a piece of shit. And we were so angry about that because it just the match itself didn't entertain us. This is entertaining. And the fans that are ringside are thinking, they're going to leave that night saying, boy, I got my money's worth. Especially the fans at ringside says, I just was uh, bullshitting with Nicole Bass, and now I get to look at the backside of Tammy, and I get to see some great spots, plus a Frankensteiner on the table from the top. So, yeah, I, I do appreciate all this. And, and, and Conrad, I didn't, as you probably know, until you and I started watching this stuff. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. So I'm digging it. And so how old is Conrad Thompson in, in 1998 here? I just turned 17. Oh man. I was the target but, audience for this for sure. Boy, you sure were absolutely, but I cannot imagine, man, I cannot imagine letting my 17 year old go to this. She had to sneak out of the house to go to this. No, I didn't get to go to this when this was in Ohio. Okay. I was in Alabama, well, no. but they did make trips to, you know, Birmingham yeah. and Chattanooga and Dalton and Atlanta. And I went to all those. Yeah. And of course, now their library resides within the WWE, as everything does. I would um, leave class in the middle of the day at school and go to the payphone and call Ticketmaster the very minute tickets went on sale for ECW in Alabama to make sure that I had front rows. Wow. I didn't care if I got written up or whatever. Like, I'm getting these damn tickets. It's worth it. So every time they came to Alabama, I managed to snag front row seats. It was awesome. Right. 
And there's a there's a a a, a little moral story, moral to the story, that you can be a, a slapdick at age 17 and still have a very good life. Yeah, you've just got to decide you want to, and then go get it. <laughs> I mean, it, exactly. I decided my shit was going to be awesome, and turns out it is. Yes, it is. Look at this. This is impressive. I don't care what anybody says. This is some Harley race shit right here. Yes. Yes, it is, buddy. Well, shit. It was Harley race shit 15 seconds ago <laughs> when he first held him up. These boys are, are going at it, man. I think Tammy, uh, Tammy also very good at ringside being very animated, animated. Absolutely. Yeah. When she was on her game, she was outstanding. Yeah, Jim Cornette is responsible for helping put her in the business because she was originally just tagging along with Chris, and right. he saw money in her, and I'm glad he did because, well, I became a man with her help. <laughs> I don't want to go into that story, but I can understand why. And uh, wow. Under, Underrated super kick from Lance Storm. Yeah. yeah. These are probably two of the most underrated wrestlers around, in my opinion. Yeah, did you say was Lance Storm going to be with us in Chicago? Are we going to see him? Uh, he was invited very early on, but he made a, a switch in his podcast <laughs> life, and uh, I don't know that he'll be there. But I'd love to have him. Yeah. Of course, nobody else in this now, match is going to be. I but I'll yeah obviously I but you know I uh, you got a podcast row. Uh, made up of a lot of uh, guys who love the business and are doing their own podcasts, including friends of yours, uh, Neil Pruitt, Dave Pinzer, right? Um, and you know some tremendous, you know, guys like um, post wrestling, John Pollock and Waiting, they'll be there, and right, uh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling, they'll be there, and I mean some really fun stuff. The Laps fan will even be there, and and they're, you know, maybe maybe one of the more popular fan driven podcast where they've got devout super fans. Well, that's good. Well, then I guess I could go walk down uh, podcast row and say hello to a bunch of them. I'd like to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I feel that the only difference between me and them is you were on TV. That's exactly right. I just, I, I was in, I'm telling you, We've, we've talked about my career before. I was in the right place at the right time. I really was. I was hired by the Crockett's to do baseball and was a wrestling fan. And so, oh, wow. Suplex to the concrete, not just the Jesus. floor, the concrete. And Lance Storm, getting ready to do a baseball slide, not a dive, but a baseball slide, puts a guy down into his seat in the crowd, and he's not done. Jesus Christ. Look at this over the top. Wow. ECW ECW. And so Tammy comes in and what does she do? She puts her hands above her head. So everybody can see the package. She knows what she's doing. Absolutely. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. You know, they're having a hell of a match here, Tony. Yeah, they are. And you know, you know, I look at this, you know what I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I just can, can, uh, confirms my love of the business. And I, I really wish, and I, I get why Joey Styles left, but I've heard some of his stuff. I really wish Joey was still in the business. I, do too. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of announcers out there that probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> I may be one right now, but, uh, there's a Joey. there should be a place for Joey Styles doing play by play somewhere. 
I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the death walk, man. The zombie walk and ran around the circle. I like great spot. Great fucking spot, buddy. Wow. And I guess the, uh, <clears throat> the, the craziness is only going to pick up from here. But we've only seen a few crazy spots here. We haven't seen any, any chairs come into play here like we saw in the Jerry Lynn match. But they're doing some crazy stuff up top. This stuff is, get your balance there, kid. Wow, superplex from the middle turnbuckle. And then a and there's a <laughs> spot, which is so great. Yeah. It's a That's, Murdoch spot. That sure is a Dick Murdoch spot. <laughs> and also, of course, it is a Three Stooges spot made famous by Curly. And false finish out of that. I got to tell you, I, I was such a fan of, of everything in this. You know, as we said, the... The innovation from Lance Storm, you know, Chris Candido could do a little bit of everything from technical to comedy to high spots. Right. And then Sonny on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. This match had just about a little bit of everything. Wow. Power slammed him out of the uh, top rope. This match, just like our first match, going to get three and one quarter star. Okay. Up next though, we're going to have, uh, if we're going in order of what aired a new Jack promo, which is going to be interesting, but the next match is going to melt your fucking face. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Uh, salt or powder in the hand and Oh, <laughs> Candido. Okay. Oh, there you go. Shit, man. Candido could work. God, what a talent he was. And what a talent Lance Storm obviously still is. Does Lance still work at all? Or he, is he just out of the business I, podcasting? That's no, it. he's training, guys. Okay. How about oh, Sonny? Wow. Giving a little rubby. Oh. <laughs> Gives a little rubby to where he gets a little little chub, and then he throws, she throws him on it. Here's a little chub. Boom! Right in the head Here's of it on the top turn buckle. He rolls up the right. But in the process... Oh God! Ripped off Sammy's uh, or Tammy's top. Okay. So the gimmicks are out. She's trying to hold the girls in. Oh, she sure is. You think that was on purpose? Yeah, that was the plan spot, and she's checking her nose to see if any leaked out. Okay. And who's that? Is this somebody's come with a jacket? Look, my God, it looks like Big Bubba with a jacket. Watch the finish <laughs> here, Tony. Look in the ring. Okay. Watch this. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Look in the. Oh, whoa, whoa! Somebody's dead. Landstorm has to be dead. Top rope yeah. powerbomb. Oh. Suicide wow. on himself. Mr. Chris Candido. Whoa. Unbelievable finish. Yeah. Top rope tombstone finishes the right. first match. Top rope powerbomb finishes the second match. Both with uh, hot valets on the outside. Paul yeah. Heyman knew how to book, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, I, I wonder, wonder if he set up all the matches himself back then. I just, I just wonder. Well, anyway, great. Tremendous in many ways. Beautiful in many ways. So the next Holding match up. is Tanaka and Awesome. Right. You're not going to, you're not ready for that one. Okay. Well, I think. I think I might be. I, I mean, we saw, well, on the earlier podcasts of what happened when, uh, we saw, uh, 
Uh, we, uh, okay. There's some commentary here, Tony. Okay. So, uh, all right. My God, my God, I'm beside of my God. Wait a minute. Is that Eric Bischoff talking to my ear? Eric, you're on the wrong promotion here, motherfucker. What's going on? Something's going on outside. I would like to sit here and look at Francine, but apparently I got to go outside and something is going down here. Uh, uh, and we'll be coming back. My God, we'll be coming back here pretty soon. Uh, to you, Shane Douglas, and you, Francine, but let's go outside. Oh, it's that fucking New Jack, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is that fucking New Jack. And he's that firing up new... the fans outside yeah. of the building before the show. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, I don't know New Jack at all. Don't know him at all. I mean, he obviously has done a lot of blade jobs. Holy shit, look at that forehead. Uh but, but I did hear some of the things he, he had to say about uh, Terry Boatwright, so I'm not too cool on that because Terry's my friend. So, And I only heard a, a couple of those things uh, secondhand. Maybe what I heard secondhand was wrong. Maybe he didn't say it. But there you go. And what do we got here? All of a sudden, he's out with the fans. That is, and That's Jack Victory he's jawing with. That's Jack Victory? Yep. Jack uh, kind of gained a little weight there, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. So he's apparently going to supposed to wrestle Jack victory. Watch out. Watch out. There's a Cadillac full of fat guys. Holy shit. My God. We got a bunch of fat guys just kicking you Jack's ass. That's big dick. That's Bubba. Dick. Okay. That's, that's balls. So you got Dick and balls, Dick and, and balls and, and Bubba and Bubba and, D Wait a minute. and there's Axel and there's uh Daryl as okay. you called him. Yeah. I, I remember Axel. Uh, do you remember Daryl? Daryl. His real name is John Cronus, but you named him Daryl. Okay. All right. I have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast at times, but so there's Daryl and there's somebody called big Dick. Yeah. There's big Dick. And then there's balls. Okay. And there's Axel. All right. Buh, 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 buh. Okay. So, so big Dick, it wasn't big Dick hurts. It was just big Dick, big Dick Dudley, big Dick Dudley. Okay. Yeah, I he, got it. He was brothers of Buh Buh. Was Big Dick and and uh, inducted into all of Hall of Fame recently with the rest of the Dudleys? No, he's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, it looks like uh, New Jack is too. Just about man, they wiped his ass out. But checking on Axel and Balls, or checking on New Jack, who's got color in the parking lot? Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> Listen, you're not gonna have those marks on your forehead if you don't get color, right? Yow! All right. Yow! That's all I can say. Looking there. I need to say something about serious about Francine. All right. Can I? Yeah, I wish Can you I? would. Okay. Uh, I, I do know that she uh, had, uh, had contacted you and wanted to make sure that I knew that she was a hardworking girl. I know that. I, I know that from talking to people. She was a hardworking girl, but, and she really put a lot of time and effort into her gimmick. You can tell she did. You can tell she did. The way she looked, the way she acted. The way she did things of what I've seen, you know, at ringside. So you can tell that she did. She is just absolutely stunning to look at. I don't know what it is about Francine that trips my trigger. All right, do this promo here. Ah, well, I used to be a referee and I used to have teeth, but I'm neither right now. And I have to my left, Rob Van Dam, who looks like uh, Jerry Van Dam, who looks like another Van Dam. And to my left is Sabu. Or is that Sabu? I don't know. Shivani, I'm going to blow my whistle here. 
and I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on at ECW. Uh, Conrad, would you take one of these guys? Because I don't know what their program is. Well, Rob Van Dam's the whole fucking show. And they're the tag okay. team champions here, but he's also the TV champion. And he's okay. putting himself over, saying that everybody okay. wants to see Rob Van Dam. And Sabu, yeah. who doesn't talk, but take issue, like, hey, what about me? Right. Um, and I love that you called Jean-Claude Van Damme Jerry Van Damme. <laughs> right What's... there, he says, we've got, we're taking on two top guys from Japan. Okay. And he sneezes into his hand and says, Hakushi. Because that was the name. <laughs> that Jinze Shinzaki went by in the WWF was yeah. Hakushi. So he sneezes yeah. the name. Yeah. God bless Fonzie. You know, he, uh, Fonzie needed to do something with his teeth. Cause that just, well, he's from Northwest Florida. It's not as well. Well, I guess so. Uh, and, uh, is, is Sabu is not talking here. No, Sabu, oh, there, Sabu there's not the... promos at this point. Okay. So are we in the early years of the Sabu run? Sabu Here. probably first started to gain a lot of popularity in 93 in, in the Indies. Uh, and then by 94, I mean, it was what everybody was talking about in 95, you guys tried to hire him. Right. Uh, I remember that around a little bit at 95 and then 96, 97, 98. Those are probably his peak years. Um, as far as awareness, but most people would say that he was doing his best stuff like 94 to 97. All right. Here comes Mike Awesome, who's no longer with us. Um, he died of a suicide, which is unfortunate. Um, but if he was still alive, we would be making fun of the fact that he has a mullet, but no sideburns. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, WCW fans made uh, fun of. Mullet, mullet head, mullet head was a chant with him. I really do feel like right here, based on this look we see, his options were either to be a professional wrestler yeah. Or to be the world's biggest Billy Ray Cyrus impersonator. <laughs> He's going to need a denim jacket and yeah. an American flag shirt tucked into some jeans with a big belt buckle and some shit kickers and talk about line dancing. Or he's going to need to powerbomb Japanese dudes. <laughs> and he went with the second one. What do you do for a living, son? I powerbomb Japanese dudes. That's serious okay, business what he does. Yeah, absolutely it is. By the way, those, uh, ECW entrance letters right there above the, on the entrance set. Do you see them? Yeah. yeah. Those will be a star cast. All right. And this is, uh, Masato, Masato, Tanaka. Masato Tanaka. That's right. You got it. Okay. So let me ask you, has every third wrestler coming out of Japan been named Tanaka? No. Is this, is this, uh, is he any relation to professor Toro Tanaka? Are, are all Jones related? No, but not all Jones. I mean, not all Jones wrestled. You know, you think that there are more Tanakas that don't wrestle than do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a bunch of Thompson's who wrestle somewhere in an independent circuit. Are they related to you? They could be. I fucking hope not. <laughs> so by the way, uh, both of these guys had first gotten their sort of name and reputation in FMW. Do you remember watching any FMW? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was a promotion in Japan called fuck me wrestling. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Let's just cut this fucking thing off. We're done. Like, we can't beat that. Okay. It was like front, oh. frontier martial arts wrestling or something. Uh, like okay. That. All right. And, um, 
they were, they had a, a series of matches over there that just caught everyone's attention, especially in the tape traders, because around this time, everybody was doing a lot of tape trading. It was probably the height of tape trading and RF video was, uh, had a close affiliation with Paul Heyman and ECW, and they were doing a lot of the production for them and would sell their TV subscriptions and pay-per-view home video releases and blah, 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 blah. Well, the FMW tape started to do really well. Paul Heyman took note and ta-da, here we are. And these guys are both going to be really, really big deals for ECW. But this is one of the first times we get to see them. They had a match at the, uh, what they call the Madhouse of Extreme in Queens that had everybody talking. So they do a rematch here on pay-per-view and Meltzer would say this one was even better. The first two matches tonight got three and a quarter stars, both of them. This one is going to get four stars. Well, you know what? It, 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 it gets down to athletic ability. Look at, look at what God, look at what awesome can do for a guy, his size, six, six, and just yeah. flying all over the place at roughly 300 pounds. Yes. And you know, and he doesn't look like uh, he doesn't, you would think a guy that's six, six and would try to do that shit would look stiff and he doesn't look stiff. He just absolutely looks like he is in his fucking element, man. He was my absolute favorite. And this yeah. era, my two favorites. I guess my three in ECW were Mike Awesome, Rob Van Dam. Here we go. Top, Yo! top, top suicide dive. Man, I didn't mean to call it that. No, right, we'll we'll but, go. We'll go Tope, I guess, or Pascal. Okay. I don't know what it's called. He did a dive, folks, over the top yeah. rope. Yeah, that's what it was called—a suicide dive. I get it, but he came so close to hitting his head on the safety rail too, and, and, and that's just. Uh, God, as, as a wrestling fan, you look at that, you go crazy. I know they're probably chanting ECW, ECW, but it's just, uh, it's just crazy shit that what they tried. I'm really, am, I'm really am saddened that Mike Awesome was, has left us. That's, that's, that's terrible. God, a mighty. He's doing close. everything. I mean, this is such a big motherfucker for doing this type of stuff. I know. I can see why he was such, uh, I can see why you liked him, buddy. Well, I liked him too when he worked with us. I really did. And you know what? We didn't we didn't take advantage of what he could do. Probably, if I go back and I I can't remember Mike Awesome doing all this stuff. And of course, you got to have a good German release fucking suplex. Almost threw him out of the ring. Mm. So whoa! So these these two guys were probably sensations in fuck me wrestling. And now. Is Tanaka still working? Is he still with us? He yeah, just he's never still, know. He's still wrestling. Yeah. Here we go, man. Bring in a chair. Let's go. Uh oh. How about that sign? Got porn. <laughs> oh, there's a stud stable. Where in the fuck is he going? Holy shit. Yo, he's dead. Pin him. Pin him now. Not dead. Not dead. You're going to make sure he's dead, buddy. Good God. Tanaka a little concerned about his belly. Keeps pulling up his drawers. Missile drop kick from the top. Cover the man. After the chair shot, one, two, and he kicks out. Still not wow. done. 
how long are these two guys going to go? I mean, how, how much, you know, with these, oh my God. <laughs> Thank God he hit the apron. Now the table is set up there at, I'm sure that table has got to come into use here. Of course. Right. Of course. Jesus. Jesus. So he grabs another chair. Now the fans are going crazy here now. And now dueling chairs here. <laughs> you know, that's day you can get to yourself uh, just a little bit too close to the fans for that, man. Uh, some of these fans would have taken the chairs and hit oh, they themselves would, in the yeah, head they, with them. They didn't care. They would have loved it. Out into the crowd. Oh, oh. Back body drop, and the, the fans are going nuts now, at least the ones that where Tanaka has ended up in their lap. Awesome getting back into the ring, seemingly to uh -huh. break the count, which you know, there you go. really have in ECW. But no, <laughs> instead, he pulls the uh, guardrail back a little closer, and you have an oh. idea what's coming. Yeah, I do. He's, he's, he pulled it back. Oh my God. To the top Holy rope, shit. Oh! <laughs> oh, the spot of the day. Oh, the absolute high spot of the day. A six Did foot she? six dude. Yeah. Jump from the ring to the top rope and standing on the top rope, not the turnbuckle, the rope. Right. And just dives out into the crowd onto Masato Tanaka. And, and you can see where it was, it was almost kind of, uh, it kind of was like the forerunner to a lot of shit we're seeing today, man. I mean, how many times have I seen in MLW when we do infusion on being sports, uh, have I seen guys go into the chairs like that? And here is now 20 years earlier, they were doing it and it kind of set the standard. I've seen plenty of sit out power bombs here. There's a two count. Oh, by the way, I want to let everybody know that, uh, uh, you can uh, tune in if you miss uh, Fusion. Uh, it is it did download Saturdays at six oh five. How about that on YouTube? How about that for a time for downloading? I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it either. Gotti. What do you think of this so far, Tony? I just I, I'm I'm just absolutely I'm just. I'm just stunned that a guy his size can do so many things. He's the best man. Yeah. He, he, I just, uh, I mean, I, there's no understanding why a guy would take his own life, but he had to be in his body had to go through just a lot of shit for the size because if, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Wiping his fucking ass out, buddy. Are they going to juice here? After those two chair shots, one would have to juice. Good God. Do it again. Oh, oh my look God. At the chair. Look at the chair. Oh, my God. Anyway, a guy his size is much flying around doing that shit is obviously much different than a smaller guy because there's much, I mean, the physics, the impact. 
So the body just the body just can't. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just in the midst of just a fucking high spot of fest. And <laughs> I'll just throw him. I'll just pick his ass up. Hey, I'm going to pick your ass up and I'm going to throw you. Do you know where I'm going to land? No, I'm just going to throw. Okay, just throw me. What the fuck's What's this? Oh, it's he's Okay. I thought maybe he was. I thought he was picking up a coal miner's glove there, Conrad. <laughs> Why not? Oh, but he got his elbow pad back. What's that? What's that on the table there? Is that glass? It might as well be. Look at that chair. Good. The chair is just yeah. destroyed. It's, yeah, it is. So I might as well destroy another one. You ready for this? Off the top yep. rope. Okay. Oh. Yeah, if, 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 and he pointing to the table and the referee says no. <laughs> referee now says no. Go ahead and cold cock him with a chair a million times, but no table. No, don't do it. Oh. Oh, my God. He was going to powerbomb him over the top, wasn't he? And yeah. he's still going to do it. You think? Oh, uh, he's yeah, he's going to do it. Why would they? Why would they tease that spot if they're not going to do it? Okay, didn't do it yet. <laughs> it's not a roaring elbow, as a lot of people call it. It's a rolling. What the fuck? Masato Tanaka's little ass has. <laughs> oh, can you believe what we just saw? No, I can't. Not only that, his head, the back of his head, hit the concrete. Yeah. Not only, yeah. Now, yeah, the the, uh, the table, the fans are just going fucking bananas now. The, yeah, the, the, the table uh, absorbed some of that fall, but still the back of the head hit the concrete. Oh, I hate to say this, but there has, there's, there's got to be some long-time permanent damage. It's amazing that a guy like 20 years later, Tanaka, can still perform. Yeah, there's the spot of the night, guys. Power bombed him over the top into the table. So what does he do? He grabs the back of his head that there's got to be some damage there. Help probably neck damage, spine damage. I'm serious, man. Going over the top like that to the floor, that. And it will cover now. One, two, and he kicks out. <laughs> it kicks out. Okay. I get it. I understand for the for the under, and I'm not shitting on this match because I absolutely love it. But if you don't pin a guy after putting power bombing him over the top onto a table and he's hit at the concrete, then then what the fuck? Nothing means anything. Am I right? Am I am I wrong about saying that? No. Two count. I mean, you could there's there, something a storyline could be said is that that guy Mike Awesome just won't stay down. He doesn't know how to stay down. He's incredible. I've never seen in a big guy so much ability to just come back. What heart? What determination? And that's what you say storyline. But in reality, you got to be thinking what 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 the fuck is next? And I'm gonna get my answer here. I guess is he gonna DDT him on a fucking chair? One, two, three. All right, so good. So it didn't take long after the table shot to get the one, two, three. So, yeah, I bought it. Man. Well, Linda Rufo on, this, on the sideline. I haven't seen her in forever. 
photographer from St. Louis. You're a fan of her? Uh, I knew she was very nice to me. I, I, she gave me, a she gave me a couple of, uh, St. Louis post dispatch front pages of Mark McGuire when he hit the home run that one that, you know, that was obviously now steroid laden, but, uh, beat the record of Roger Maris. Yeah. Stand up and cheer from that one, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. That's every bit of a four star match. I agree. Every bit of a four star match. And, and, and I'm not so sure that, uh, right now that Mike awesome is selling. No, he's fucking hurt like a bitch. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he really really is hurt. So what do they go? What the hell they go throw out at us next, Conrad? That's what right. Awesome over the top through the table with uh, awesome landing on the back of his head and was seemingly dazed for a huge pop, as that was the spot they came out to see for this match. When awesome kicked out of the pin, there was another big pop. Tanaka put awesome down with an elbow for a near fall and a Masawa discus elbow for a great near fall before getting the pin after a swinging DDT off the ropes on the two chairs. Tanaka was badly favoring his left leg as he left the ring and the fans chanted for awesome as he got up despite losing. And Meltzer would even say that this was really, he was the breakout performer while Mike awesome probably got across as the star performer of the show with his size moves and charisma and Taz with his tough guy gimmick. It was again, the glue wrestlers in the respective cases, Masato Tanaka and Bam Bam Bigelow, who were the best performers on the show and getting their foes over. That's it, man. That's the key. Get your foes over. Well, they did it, boy. Yeah. All right. Probably could use another, uh, camera shot of Francine here. And we're on a static shot. That's because we don't know where to go next. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is our buddy, isn't it? I have yeah. nothing but great respect for Taz. Who doesn't? Taz was my, uh, Taz was my favorite. When I was listing him earlier, I didn't get to the finish the finish the list. But Taz was such a believable badass here, man. Yeah, he's got the uh, shoulder or the belt on his shoulder is the FTW World Title. It's a similar main plate design to the old WWF World Championship that's called the Winged Eagle, but it yeah. doesn't have the bars on the side. But anyway, they put a sticker over the front that just says FTW. Yeah, because he's his gimmick at this point is Shane Douglas won't give him a title shot at the world title. So FTW is his fuck the world title. Right. Which I think is just tremendous. That that's that that is cool. I I remember hearing about the fuck the world title. There it is. Fuck the world title. Fuck the world title. Nothing wrong with that. So Taz is going to defend his fuck the world title against Bam Bam Bigelow. They're going to Bam Bam Bigelow. Right. Living dangerously. Mm-hmm. Where uh, famously uh, he had a choke on Bam Bam Bigelow, and Bigelow decided to either throw all of his weight back or collapse, whatever it was. But Bigelow came down on top of Taz, and they went through the damn ring, like through the canvas. And I, I get what what Douglas is talking about here. He's talking about his title meaning more than a fuck the world title. Absolutely. I mean, I don't have to listen to the sound to see what it, what's going on here. 
Next yeah, up, was... though, is something really special, and and you're going to make fun of it, but we've got Sabu and Rob Van Dam who are going to be defending their ECW tag team titles against Jinzei Shinzaki and Hayabusa. Have you ever seen a Hayabusa match before? I have not seen a Hayabusa match. Well, here's a but deadly the... promo. Give us some commentary uh, okay. here. Okay. Uh, I have... Uh... People may think that I forgot my shirt, but that's the way I roll. Can you imagine how my armpits smell under this shirt, under this jacket? And right now I'm standing here with the Dudleys. And somewhere around here is Big Dick. Uh, Which one of those guys would be Big Dick? I'm not so sure. However, uh, 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 is this Big Dick holding on to Big Dud and Bubba Dud? And I don't know which Dud is holding on to which dick, but there's a dick and a dud, and I'm a girt. Oh, God. Watch out. Holy shit. This is Bubba Ray Dudley. That's is this bu- who this is? Bubba Ray Dudley, and he'll be a bu- sarcast, as will Joel Gertner. And in the background there, you see way in the background, it looks like a, a young Jeff Jones who will also be there. So you got Sign Guy Dudley, you got Big Dick Dudley, you got Devon Dudley, and you've got Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What? Uh, <laughs> and they were just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame recently, weren't they? Well, just Devon and Bubba. Just Devon and Bubba. Okay, not the rest of them. In other words, they they someone asked Vince, "Do you want to induct a big dick into your Hall of Fame?" He said, "No, don't want to induct a big dick in my Hall of Fame." No, nah, because so, little because little dicks need love too. Right. No big dicks in the WWE Hall of Fame at this time. A lot of big dick heads, probably, but no big dicks speaking in the of, WWE Hall of, of Fame. Heads, here comes Jinzei Shinzaki. Oh, coming right out of the old commentary ninja school. You know, this is like, this is like racist. What, what you're doing right now? No, what him walking out and shit like this. He picked his wardrobe. It's still racist. How okay. It, it is. What I mean, he, he what he comes out look here. This is pretty fucking cool. But the other guy coming out like that looks like he was just come from rice patties or something. No, people don't dress like that in rice patties. Dumbass. How do you know how people dress in rice patties? They may dress like that in rice patties on Sunday. I'll listen to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they might. They don't. Let me just give you a spoiler. Okay. No, nobody's working a rice field dressed in this sort of formal white garb that okay all right so shinzaki has on how about the uh hakushi tats he's still rocking for this american crowd whoa man oh man i used to have a uh, a friend who was such a fan of his that he got three japanese symbols tattooed across his throat and i would tell everybody that it was uh Japanese instructions for a tracheotomy. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're bullshitting me on that one. No, he's probably listening right now. Yeah. This, you haven't met him. This is a, you got man. I tell you, it's a fucking cool fucking look right here, man. Which one? Both? No, the guy who's all tatted up. That is Shinze Shinzaki. Shinz. Wow. That is fuck. How come we never tried to use him in WCW? Well, he was on WWF as Hakushi. Yeah. And didn't get over to the degree that a lot of people expected. Maybe it's because of the pairing they had. If he had 
I mean, imagine if Paul Heyman today, yeah. were his mouthpiece, how great that would have been. Yeah. They just, if he didn't get over on the, in the WWF back then, it's because they didn't know how to use him. Uh, just a not hand, like a handful of years I, after this, Hayabusa would, uh, go to do like a triple jump moonsault of sorts in the ring. Uh, sort of like, uh, the Chris Jericho lion salt that you've seen where he goes and bounces off the second rope and does a flip yeah. backwards, but he yeah. landed directly on his head and paralyzed himself. Uh, see, and his career was cut short and yeah, this is still the match that he had that a lot of people talk about as being the premier match on American soil for him. He was also a part of FMW, the promotion we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. So he became a, a tape trading legend here in the States, but this is the match. Everybody sort of hangs their hat on for him. And this match is going to get uh, only two stars, but the fans just went crazy for this. All of my friends thought this was the match of the night. I disagreed because I was such a Mike awesome fan, but my buddies were in love with this match. Why would have, why, what was the reasoning? Can you read to me the reasoning? It was a two-star match. If everybody that you talked to love it, loved it. I mean, well, there's going to be some, there's going to be some sloppy stuff. Okay. Sloppy stuff. <laughs> like throwing a guy over the top rope onto the table. Ain't just sloppy stuff. <laughs> the match was starting to get real sloppy at this point. Sabu pulled out a table. The table leg didn't stand upright. Shinzaki seemingly panicked about it. It was one of those moments where time stood still and the match totally fell apart, which was a shame because up until this point, they were doing a hell of a match. The last four minutes were a mismatch of Shinzaki doing dragon screws and everyone trying to do moves with no focus or crowd reaction. Uh, Sabu got two more tables as insurance. Van Dam did the Van Daminator on Shinzaki after Sabu did an Arabian face buster to the back. I know of Hayabusa. They put the Japanese on the tables, which took forever to set up. It was just a big mess, but the crowd popped big when they got put through. So just, you know, you, you do have, and I don't think this really gets talked about enough when, with fans, major language barrier here, you know, two yeah. Japanese speaking dudes and two English speaking dudes. And we're on pay-per-view and it's not like we've been working a house show loop where we've, we've done this match 17 times. Let's hope it goes well. And in this era, they weren't necessarily walking through everything before the doors opened for fans. So they're just talking in the back, but how much can they even really talk and understand each other? And now out here in front of, you know, 4,000 fans live and then no telling how many at home, they got to just show the world what we can do. And that presents a particular set of challenges. Always does. And it always did through time. It really did. Even when, you know, we spent some time in Japan, at least I did. And, and there was a, the language barrier there. Uh, there was a close up of, uh, who's the guy with the tattoos again? Hayabushi. Uh, well, for the, for the purposes of, of today, you can call okay. him Hakushi and the other Hakushi. guy is Hayabusa. Hayabusa and Hakushi. Hakushi. I, I, you know, uh, Japanese, and I did spend some time in Japan. Uh, Japanese uh, letters are like symbols; they they mean something. And when they closed in on him that time, uh, I I was able to read some of that on his forehead, and it said, "Dave Meltzer can suck my dick." It, it, that's what it said in Japanese. I did was able to re- translate that. Um, but other than that, I don't know what the rest of it said. 
they're wasting a lot of time here, guys. It's one of those things where they know they got a lot of time, and and again, you're you know you mentioned about the the different uh, the the language barrier here. I think that's kind of coming into play here right now because the guys on the left they don't know how to where, when to start. Van Dam was not known for being fast. Van Dam would would take as much time as he wanted to do a match. What the fuck's going on here? They having problems with Fonzie? Did Fonzie just shove Sabu or did they've always been teasing that Sabu and Van Dam are a team, but sort of reluctantly. So okay, because got Sabu, it. Sabu thinks he should be the top guy and he should be the main event. But Rob Van Dam is undefeated on pay-per-view and the television champion. And so they're always teasing problems. Did you see uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's uh, series that was on Prime Video? No. Didn't didn't last long. Had a gr- had a great premise to it. But it didn't last long. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. That's what it was called. All right, let's get it started. Come on, guys. I've had enough of this dancing around. Yeah, I can I can see why this got two stars. Because they just fucking around here, man. But in reality, how do you follow what we've just seen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we've we've talked about on many of our podcasts. How do you follow a sensational match that you've just seen? It's it's an impossibility. And they're doing. I mean, they're doing a little bit of nothing here. I get it. I guess maybe they said after after what we've just seen, we better just. I don't know. I, I would think it would be me, and, and I, there's nothing athletic about me, but I think it would be me that I just saw that. I would say, you know what? Let's go out and top it. Let's go out and, and push it even further. And finally, they finally touch each other. Standing switch into a wrist lock, into an ankle lock. Just basic wrestling going through here. And the fans right now are just kind of, And I shouldn't sit here and criticize starting the match the way this, they're starting, but it's just kind of different than what we've seen. How long are they supposed to go, or how long are they going to go here? They're going to go we, uh, 20 minutes and 51 seconds. Oh, uh, 20, 51, all right. I was saying we only got a little bit more of an hour to go in the show. And we got, what, a total of three matches left? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. We got this right. one and then we got Taz and Bigelow and then your main event. Then we got the big dicks yes. in the main event. I like that. That's the part you gravitate to. Yeah. Big dicks. I just big Dick Dudley. I just, I just, I don't know what about it. It just catches my eye. So that's, to speak. That's your favorite rat, isn't it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there's a, there's a case of. Of your uh, lost in translation type deal there. That spot was kind of messed up. Robbie Van Dam uh, worked for us for a short period of time, if I recall. And and again, uh, as would be the norm, we just didn't know how to use guys. Am I right? Am I remembering that right? He worked for WCW for a bit? Yep. Yep. 
Wow, look at that split. Now, that's pretty sensational. And, and once again, doing some pretty good stuff. R, a lot of RVD signs in the in the uh, stands. He's the most over guy here, probably. Really? He's the most over guy in, in ECW? Yeah, I mean, as far as with the crowd, the fan favorites, yeah. I mean, right. he's their special, he's their upper mid-card guy who everybody believes you know, they're grooming for the world title. He won that television title in April of this year and people are already clamoring for it. And when eventually Mike Awesome would win the, the world title, that was the match everybody wanted to see the television champion against the world champion RVD taking on Mike Awesome. What's your impression of, um, Jinzei Shinzaki uh, up to this point? Uh, can do a lot of things. The, 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 these, these spots are not too well coordinated, but he's, he's, he obviously is very athletic. And, and I, I think you're right. I, I, I agree with the saying this match is sloppy. And, and understandably so. He's laying in those kicks, though. You know, that will always, always kind of change things. If, uh, if, you, if your opponent is not, wow, now that is a that is phenomenal move. Blocked it into as I guess we call that a Pele kick now. Maybe I'm just I'm just relearning my moves. You know that, don't you? What's been the, the toughest thing about that for you? What uh, doing uh, commentary now? Yeah, relearning the moves or I mean, yeah, that, that's the toughest thing. The I mean I don't know everything's got a name now, right? And, and I don't know the names. You can't just yell what a maneuver. Like yeah, and, and that's kind of what I'm doing. Right. So, and, and I feel bad about that. I'm, 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 there's a couple of, uh, of sites where you can look and you can type in the, the names of the move and they'll show you, but what one guy calls a Northern lights, DDT, some guy may call something else. Uh, so it, that's, that's the toughest thing. So I just kind of sit back and I let rich and, or. Matt Stryker called the moves, and I just go, wow. Like there, wow. Missed a knee drop. Ch chat me up about uh, Rich and Matt Stryker. What's the difference between working with both of those guys down at MLW? Uh, boy, that's a good question. I've only worked with Matt once. Uh, Matt, Matt comes from a background where he'd wrestled. Right. So I think he, I think he knows more about the moves, uh, and what the moves mean and what the moves can do than rich does. Uh, rich brings a, a great amount of enthusiasm and excitement to what he's doing. And the good news about both of them is they both have done play by play. So when I drop off the table and have completely lost in the match, they can pick it up. So. But I like working with both of them, and I, again, I, I can't tell you one announcer through my career that I didn't like working with, with the exception of maybe Louis Spicoli. Why didn't you like Louis? Because Louis was uh, just completely out of control, which I guess is what they wanted him to be, but he was just completely out of control. And he, he really he was just trying to – it was like uh, – like Heenan and I calling a match and we had Spicoli with us and Spicoli was just there trying to interrupt us. 
as we're trying to call a match. That's what it was. And that's what I didn't like about it. And again, I'm, I'm not always blaming Louie for that. That's probably what they wanted him to be. It's like, you know, two guys trying to call a match. And, you know, Heenan's already the smartass. And Louie's trying to be a bigger smartass than Heenan. And how's that going to work? So it was kind of tough. But other than that, I liked everybody. And I really, really enjoyed my work with Stryker, man. Uh, but one of the reasons is because, you know, I watched some Malucha Underground. I thought he was sensational. Right. I mean, I'm going to be very honest with you. Stryker could probably end up doing the play-by-play, and I could just move off into the sunset. Nobody wants that. Shut up. Well, I could. I mean, I could very easily do that and just do a podcast the rest of my life. The rest or of base. your life? Ugh. Or base. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to live that much longer. It's not like I'm your age. I'm not going to live that much longer. Yeah, you got a lot. You got a lot of you got a lot of time left in your life, buddy. You're just getting married. You just start. You just starting your life, buddy. You just, you just young man. You're starting your life. You're in the formative years of your life. That's funny. Okay, Masabu missing those blows. You know, leg sweep. You know, you know, Conrad. You brought up a real good point about the uh, the difference in language, and it's pretty it's pretty apparent here, isn't it? I think so. You know, my buddies yeah. were so enamored with the, the star power of these because, you know, a lot of my friends were super fans of the FMW tapes and, uh, there was nobody in our circle who wasn't a fan of Sabu or Rob Van Dam. How about right. Sabu even teasing, biting the knee. I was a big <laughs> fan of, um, the, uh, the boots, the, the footwear rather of Hayabusa with the, like the split toe thing. Yeah. You know, I have a, a funny Hayabusa story. I was at a TNA show back when they were doing weekly pay-per-views in Nashville on Wednesday nights. I think you made one of those, right? Yes. So, um, I'm there with my buddy who's uh, working for TNA doing a lot of video on demand stuff. And we're hanging out in the back hours before the show starts. And Ricky Morton is trying to make conversation with a Japanese performer there. Who's going to be on the show that night. And he wanted to ask about Hayabusa because Hayabusa had been hurt probably three years prior to this, where, where, where the injury happened. I think that happened in 01. Um, anyway, this is Oh four and Ricky Morton wants to ask this Japanese guy about Hayabusa. And it's one of the funniest things. And a lot of people do this, but it was just hilarious to me because, and what a spot there by Van Dam springboard mm. and then drop kick to the face of Hayabusa. Ricky Morton thought you could get louder and slower and then people would speak the language. <laughs> And it was everything I could do to not laugh, but I'm not supposed to be in the back at all. So I'm right. just keeping my mouth shut and trying to keep it together. But Morton's like on the side outside, smoking a cigarette, trying to make conversation with this Japanese guy who clearly doesn't speak any English. How <laughs> is Hayabusa? Hayabusa. Hayabusa son. Is Hayabusa okay? And then he would like take his two fingers like he was selling phone books back in the day for the yellow pages, yeah. like let your fingers do the walking. Is yeah. Busa-san walking? Does he walk or does he roll? And he starts moving his hands like he's simulating wheeling a wheelchair. Is he in chair? 
Is Hayabusa son in chair or does he walk? Does Hayabusa walk? This thing goes on forever and I just cannot look away. And Ricky Morton is being so sincere in checking yeah. on his friend Hayabusa. It's a legitimate concern and he really is checking. But poor Ricky, you can be as loud as you want. He ain't deaf. He doesn't right. understand English. Right. Getting louder doesn't make it more understandable. Right. Talking slower isn't going to help. <laughs> yes. Well, I understand that on uh, the flip side of that, that, that was Tennessee meets Tokyo right there. I understand on the flip side of that, Hayabusa was asking one of his guys, an English guy back at uh, in Tokyo, does Ricky Morton still get all that pussy? Or is he too old? Does he still fuck something every night? Or is his dick drooping? And he did the finger, you know, dick drooping, something like that. Well, maybe he could have uh, just used a little coxaflop. <laughs> Look at this. So Fonzie throws him a chair. He drops it. He's on the top rope. Sabu coming off the top with a chair. Oh, my God. Innovative stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Also, it can break a rib, too. Ricky Morton. Sure glad they got into the Hall of Fame. Whoa. By the way, Sabu and Rob Van Dam need to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, wow. Look at that by how boots look up top. They got their spots in there, man. Whoa. And a save that time. Now the match is starting to pick up some steam. Some pretty good spots. I'm not so sure who all is in the Hall of Fame. I, I do. Uh, I, I saw that someone had sent us sent me something that said that Lord Alfred Hayes was in the Hall of Fame. But maybe I was wrong. I guess he was inserted in there with a bunch of other guys. Yeah, he was. But he should have had his own private moment, his own separate moment. He's dead. Right. I, I know that. Well, how can he have a private moment if he's dead? Well, I mean, his family should have. Okay. Well, he went in the pro wrestling hall of fame in 2014 and he went in the WWE hall of fame this year with 982 other people. Right. When you go in, do you think you'll go in with 982 other people or do you think you'll get your own strut that ass moment? Thank you very much. I'm not going in. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I am not. If they offered, you wouldn't take it? Nope. Shut the fuck Do you know that Lois Shivani has been instructed that if I die before she does, and my kids have been instructed that if I die, not to accept the Hall of Fame nomination? Get out of here. No, I'm serious. Well, <laughs> I know people up there, and I'm overruling wow. you both. You're in. Ugh. No. I'm yeah. not one, two. If you're not here, I get veto power. I'm putting you in. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Conrad. It doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want it to, I don't want to try to discount the guys that are in there that deserve it. Well, hang on now. But, hang on now. Hang but on there, there, but listen, Bob Cottle is never going to get in the hall of fame. Lance Russell's never going to get in the hall of fame and they both should be there. 
So it ain't fair to put a Tony Schiavone in if those guys are going to not go in. And that's the reason. Well, first of so all, there. It, they're going to be in before you're in. I hope. They will be. Then I'll reconsider. Good. But other than that, it's, it's not. What, what is a big deal to me is being able to be here on Patron, to be able to be here on MLW.com, MLWradio.com. Jesus Christ, what a power bomb that was. Whoa, a 450? And a two count. Uh, and be able to talk to people. By the way, I'm still making T-shirt calls. I haven't been able to make many. You got to uh, record that and throw it up on Patron, too, because those are some fun interactions. Yeah, I know. I haven't been able to do one since like the uh, in like two weeks because of I just haven't had the time off. No, I got you. But I've been making some international calls. Anyway, thanks for getting the T-shirts at LoisRules.com. How about this? Boston Crab. And Van Dam up top. Whoa! Whoa! Hell of a high spot there, guys. You're right. Very innovative. Was that the three count? No, no. it was two count. Didn't see the referee. It was out of camera shot you'll, there. You'll know the finish when you see it. There will be no debate. You know, our main cameraman uh, with uh, MLW is Charlie, who was a cameraman for all this stuff here, too. Uh, Barizi, right? Am I saying his name right? I, I believe so. I just know him by Charlie. Really, a, really a, a good guy and a good cameraman. Knows his stuff. I really think there's something to be said about guys who have shot wrestling throughout their career. Just the knack of knowing. I mean, Jackie Crockett was like that. Just the knack of knowing where to go, where to be, being the right place at the right time. Well, where would we be without a table, right? How many tables is this they've, they've uh, gone through now? Three in this in this show. This will be the third one. Yeah. What are they? I think so. What are they? What are they setting up here? My God, can only imagine. So Sabu is down. Give everybody a time cue. Tell them where you are. Okay, I am as he comes off with a big shoulder block that time. I am at one thirty-two oh seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and a false finish at thirteen. Is that where you are? Just about. We're close, yeah. aren't we? We're, yeah, we're on it. We're closer than we were in our uh, <laughs> our last time. <laughs> oh, wow! Dragon screw leg whip. I remember that because I worked with Mike Tanay. Tanae taught me a lot about different holds. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I picked up on the stuff he said. It, it was pretty. It's pretty apparent to me that to really be into, to really be able to call it, you got to be more. You got to spend more time watching it than I really have in the past. So I'm doing a lot of that now, trying to watch some stuff, you know, on YouTube and and uh, trying to watch a lot of the independent things and listen to what the announcers say, what they call, and if. You hear this from, you know, many different announcers and you know, that's what it is. In other words, do your homework, right? Which I haven't had to do. And now I got to do among all the other things I'm doing. What are they doing here? 
I mean, the table had been set up for a while. They're improvising here a little bit. The table broke. So you know what they should just do? They should just peel off the leg and jab it up somebody's ass. I mean, that would kind of work here. You want to jab it up someone's ass? Well, I mean, why not? That's some, that spot we haven't seen yet. No, we haven't seen anything up anyone's ass yet. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. Someone listening to this podcast will say, I got an idea for a spot. Now, the table's gone now. <clears throat> the table is gone now. The legs are broken. Unless they prop it up on the corner, there's no way to use it. So they bring in another one, of course. <laughs> and they just must. Then they bring in a second one. Hey, here's an idea. Bring in a third one. Oh, my God. I guess uh, I, I think there was one time they, they stacked three tables on top of each other in WCW, and they tried that, which was pretty fucking nuts. And the fact is, the fact that one is broken, it looks like they probably were going to try it. Look at Fonzie coming to the aid, man. Make sure the table is set up. <laughs> All right, this kind of this kind of uh, in the in the scheme of things, putting a table is this a, a tag team match where anything goes? Every ECW match was a tag team match where anything goes. Got it. Here they go. Been setting up this spot for quite a while. Whoa. Yes, sir, baby. Now, that may be the spot of the night. I like the Mike Awesome powerbomb from, from inside out, but that may be the spot of the night. For a visual, two guys flying, and there's your finish, one, two, three. Yes, sir, man. It started out slowly, Conrad, but it built some steam, didn't it? What do you built think? some steam. I think? liked it. Didn't like the first of it. I think I was critical of starting so slow, but that double spot, lo double leg drop from the top on the table was was the spot of the night. Yes, sir, man. ECW, ECF and W. Absolutely. God, I'm enjoying this stuff. Up next, we and got I, Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow for the fucking yeah. world title. This is uh, it's a fun show, man. Yeah. So, let me get this right. Our buddy uh, Bruce Pritchard doesn't look like this shit at all. No. Okay. Look. You, you, okay. There, there's a part of me. There's a part of me that says, "Eh, come on, guys. That's not wrestling as I know it." But here's the part of me that trumps that. And the part of me that trumps that, that is that, am I entertained? Fucking A, I'm entertained. And that's what it's about, isn't it? When you get right down to it? Yeah. Being entertained? No doubt. So I'm entertained. So there. That's why I say I like it. I'd like to see more Francine strutting around the ring. But, be that as it may, do they let her talk on the mic here? Was she able to talk or was it just Shane? No, she's not talking on this one. Yeah, okay. Shane was uh, Shane was a very good, you know, Shane worked with me a couple of times. Shane was a got a good voice, can project. Come on, show the show the finish. I gotta show that finish again. 
They didn't show it. Yikes. Well, the tape, the truck didn't have it. Oh, here we go. Wow, yes, sir. They found it. Absolutely. So, again, yeah, there's a part of the old school Tony Schiavone that says, yeah, come on. Nothing means anything because everybody's going through a table and everybody's doing a high spot and everybody's kicking out. But then again, if you're going to sit down for two and a half, three hours and want to be fucking entertained, you got to love this. And that's what it's about. Make me happy. All right, now they're showing it. What the hell just that? What what did I just see? What in it? Did they give they <laughs> did they gimmick the ring to do that? Yes, of course. Come on, come on. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you would think, yeah, but all right, yes, but then again, wouldn't have if wouldn't have happened earlier if. Was that later in the night? Wow. How crazy is that? I just don't know uh, why we haven't seen any juice here tonight. That's that's one thing I can't understand. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we're going to see it eventually. <laughs> yeah, in the main event, you'll see more than your fair share. Yeah, okay. Whoa. Yeah, Taz was a fucking stud, man. He's an absolute stud. <laughs> that spot where he went through the apron or went through the ring. Oh my god. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Absolutely. Obviously they brought Joey in the ring a lot of times too to well, there we're seeing, there we're seeing, we're seeing her on the, uh, on the highlights. There's the, there's Francine. a girl. Shane Douglas. You know, I, I talked to Shane, uh, recently and, uh, boy, he's, I was a guy that I thought, you know, uh, if we're looking for someone to do color with Tony Schiavone, why not Shane Douglas? But I really enjoy Stryker and obviously really enjoy Rich as well. So, but this is a package that's going on forever here, Conrad. And they're showing Taz using his arm bar, I guess, to try to break somebody's arm. So now Taz is going to wrestle. Is Shane going to get involved in this match? Well, Shane's probably not able to do anything. That arm injury is a shoot. He's in bad okay. shape. And right. I imagine one of the original ideas was to have these guys have a match here. You know, somehow it may have been a tag match or something, but there would have been something. Yeah. So since that can't happen, uh, they're doing a rematch from the through the ring spot. And we'll have Bigelow and Taz and on commentary here, Shane is going to put over that Bam Bam is in the best shape of his career, saying he's down to uh, 345 pounds. And even Meltzer would say that Bigelow looked either be in the best shape of his career or at least the best shape in about eight years. 
where at one point he was working in Japan and he got real light there as well. Right. Uh, this is going to be pretty universally praised three and three quarter stars is what we're going to get here. There's a, there's a, a fun spot here that everybody's going to be talking about where Meltzer would write Mikey Whipwreck spent hours putting it together. You'll know it when you see it. Okay. And I guess Mikey was one of their agents back then. No, Mikey was an in-ring performer. Uh, he just wasn't working that night. He's sort of, you know, in this company, it's sort of all hands on deck. Everybody helps everybody. Right. right. And you know what? Nothing wrong with that. I think I told you the story about, uh, I went to warriors of wrestling in, in, uh, there's the fuck the world champion coming in. I uh, went to warriors of wrestling in Staten Island and I was talking to a couple of the performers and the, I, again, I have so much respect and admiration for independent wrestlers and they were asking me about their match and about their spots. And, and I felt uncomfortable talking about that because I'm not a performer. It's like, it was like me being, it's like me walking down to the batting cage at a baseball game and one of the, the uh, guys saying, do you think I should hold my hands here or here? Do you think I'm getting around quick enough on a fastball inside? I, I just, I, I, I'm honored that they would ask me that, but I don't think I, I don't think I'm a good sounding board for that. From a production I mean, I standpoint, what do you think of Taz's entrance here? They bring down all the lights, shine some red, or I guess it's orange lights. I'm colorblind. What do you think yeah. of, uh, of this? I mean, he's got a real special production entrance compared to everybody else. What do you think? Yeah, it's okay. I think it's a little bit too dark. I think they should have tried to light him a little bit better. And of course I'm watching on a very small screen right here on my, on my laptop. So, and you're colorblind. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just found out a couple of weeks ago. You weren't a black guy. <laughs> I was, do I sound like one to you? Well, I mean, you're doing hip hop remixes on here. Like every third week, I just assumed. Okay. Well, no, I'm not. You were an OG. Okay. Uh, I like I like the way Taz stands there with the belt, arms crossed. I like that. Something different, right? Absolutely. No, no one else does that. It's pretty fucking cool. All right. Yeah, Bam Bam does look in good shape. Bam Bam Bigelow is a cool fucker, man. I mean, how long do you think it would take to get those tattoos on your head? Yeah, it would. It would. Jesus. I'd like to have seen that happen. I'd like to just see you get the one tattoo you promised us a year ago. Well, okay. Now, now, now hang on. Am I, am I going to go to, to Luke Gallows in Conyers, Georgia and get it and put it on Patreon? Yes. Record it. Or am I going to get it at Starcast? Eric Bischoff's getting one at Starcast. Don't steal his All gimmick. Right. You're the innovator. Right. You should get it done before that too. So it won't look like uh, you're ripping off Eric. You can let everybody know that you did it first. Okay. Instead of uh, Flair hit it first, um, Tony got tatted first. Yeah, then Eric's gonna have. Then Eric's gonna be pissed off at me that he tried to usurp me. No, but he did try, and you you shut it down. What are you talking about? What do you mean? He did try, and I shut it down. How did I shut it down? We're talking in circles here now. <laughs> no, I'm saying you. He okay, tr- I'm not- he, tr- he tried to cut the line with your tattoo gimmick. Okay. 
I'm going to let him have his tattoo, and then I'm just going to do it later. Put it that way. Yeah. I'm not going to show up at at I'm not going to show up at at Starcast and say, "Oh, that tattoo's nice, Eric, but take a look at this." And, Why not? You know, that'd be better. No, yeah, you, you're trying to cause some shit now, and it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna be that way. Look at Taz pick him up, man. Again, Taz just fucking legit stud. Bigelow trying to get out of the ring, and Taz gonna follow him. So they're gonna do a spot like through the. Uh, through the ring again like they did? Something like that? They got something gimmicked here? Why would you assume that? Huh? Why would you assume that? By the way, there's I... going to be a suplex in a minute here that's very Cactus Jack Vader-like. Okay. Uh, so th- I'm assuming that means it's going to be off the uh, walkway to the floor. All right. Well, there you go. Yes, sir. Ooh, God almighty. Just, uh, you know what you, uh, and I understand it. I, if you would have been in the audience, you would have loved to have the, the fans come over towards you. But that is so dangerous. Yeah, I got bled on by New Jack and John Cronus in 1998. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you get hurt. If somebody falls on you and you break a leg or you hurt your back or something, what's the repercussions? The repercussions is ECW is going to get be sued out of business. It's basically what it is, unless they have some sort of incredible insurance policy. And who would insure them? Right. Seeing this, seeing this shit. Just, I mean, you just, uh. It's, it's fun. It's entertaining, but man, it's a dangerous way to do business. It really is. And I think about all the wrestlers throughout time who put their bodies, you know, on the line and did crazy shit for, for what? I mean, what were the payouts here? Uh, uh, you know, what, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's worth the, the, I don't think I, it's, I don't know. I'm sure they all made a very good living. Sure. But is you, you got to, can you put a monetary value on going through a table or going outside and, and being power bombed on a table and hitting the back of your head? Or can you put a monetary value on, you know, I going through a hitting the steel rail or hitting the chair. I, again, it's just, uh, I guess it's a 60 year old guy talking. Knowing what I know now. And also a guy that, you know, I told you I was very close to, I was very close to going into a wheelchair at one time. I don't know if I ever told you that because my neck was so bad that I had to have surgery was, was not emergency surgery, but it was close to it. And, um, some very sensitive stuff like that. But the other flip side of that is, man, I'm, well, (laughs) Just, just loving every bit of it. I guess fuck the world championship pins, falls, count anywhere, right? Everything in ECW is everything. Wide open. Ev- there's no, there's no such thing as a DQ. Okay. 
That's that's a standing rule in ECW. There's no such thing as a DQ. There's no such thing as a count out. You just fight. Basically, it's anything goes, no disqualification match. On the concrete, man. Jesus Christ. Has one of the best ECW. When I think of like ECW originals, I think of the Dudleys. I think of Rob Van Dam. I think of Sabu. I think of Sandman and Raven and Taz. That's like the yeah. core cluster of these are right. the ECW guys. Right. The, the, the originals or the pioneers of ECW, so to speak. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tommy dreamer who we're going to see coming up, who, by the way, I was on uh, busted open with Tommy dreamer. It's your first time doing something with Tommy. Yeah. We have shook hands and, and met before and, uh, have a lot of respect for him. He's done it all, man. Yeah, he has, man. A lot of respect for him. And there's something very, you know what, still to today, there's something very intimidating about him. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of all that he's done in the business, and I respect that. Maybe that's why I'm intimidated by him. I don't know what it is. You think he's going to pile drive you? Well, no. I don't. He might. He might try to. I'm with, your, with your damaged uh, or your diminished neck, that could, yeah. that could be a whole situation. That could be a whole situation. Uh, but right now my neck is stronger than it's ever been. But back in 1995, that was not the case. That was not the case. They are just beating the fuck out of each other all over this arena. <laughs> God. I mean, they, they've gone through chairs. They've gone through one side and the other ever since that. Ever since he dove off of the uh, platform there, the the walkway, this match is nothing but fucking stayed around all over the place. Wow. And so he's just going to choke him. Rear naked choke is what we call it now, and Bam Bam got out of it. Taz also did some commentary too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um I think you're thinking about the WWE though. That's where he really became a commentator. He did stuff for WWE and TNA. Yeah. TNA is what I remember. I don't remember him doing, you know, WWE stuff, but I remember his name being used in TNA and working with Mike Tanay, I think in TNA, if I remember Jesus, this match has gone absolutely everywhere and they're not done. No, they're not. They. It's amazing. It's 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 absolutely amazing what these guys have done. And you know what? To me, it, it's amazing. And I guess money talks, and you're going to go ahead and sell your library and 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 sell your company. But it's amazing that it's not still in business. Don't you think there would be a market for this on on a bigger scale? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why it went out of business at the time. I think an ECW today would be very successful. You know, ring of honors having great success and you know, yeah. if, if, if ECW were around today, it would be hugely successful. Yeah. Not, not compared to the WWE of course, but I mean, it would still have a place, but at the time you couldn't just have fans support you directly, you know, like through, uh, 
an, an OTT service like the WWE network, but if there was an ECW network, yes, there would be fans who would support that. And Vince knows that. And that's why he bought it. So, oh, so he ineffectively just put it out of business. Just breaking the, the, the table with your fucking head. <laughs> Unbelievable. And normally the chairs, uh, the tables are gimmicked like in the middle, but that I'm not so sure that table is gimmicked or I don't think his head hit the part that was gimmicked. Put it that way. Jesus. So just, we're going to use the other side of it. Now there's a part of it broken right there. See how that table is broken. I'm just not so sure that was gimmicked. See how it's broken at kind of a curve. Oh, here we got some juice. Yeah, baby. Old school juice. Had a cousin of mine, Butch. Butchie and I used to go see wrestling. And when we would see him juice, we would go, we would just go crazy. We saw them bleed. So I was really into seeing that. So that's why I get excited when I see it. And I'm not so sure that was juicing or that was maybe the hard way that time. Wow. The suplex. Wow. Through the table. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. See that? See Taz's head? I do. Ah, uh, fucking forehead. Mm. Well, the old adage was red means green. And I'm not so sure in 1998 it meant green. It just meant another fucking high spot. Oh. I love <laughs> this era Taz is the best, man. God almighty. He's really opened himself up. That's why I'm thinking it was maybe the hard way. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I didn't see him saw himself, but I just look at that table and I saw the table broke. Right. And you said, you know, head first through the table. I mean, that would realistically make you bleed anyway. Who's that guy down on the side? Is that? That's got that uh, mustache. That's uh Atlas security. They'll be a star cast. Okay. Atlas security. Yep. So they did have security there. Yeah. All those guys with the uh, porn stashes and all black suits and turtlenecks. That's Atlas security. Okay. Well, very cool. And that was like Klondike bill. It's carnival barking right in Taz's face. Right. Somebody's got a Tony sign. Did you see that? I probably wasn't for you. Yeah. I know it wasn't for me, but what do you think of this spot here? Oh, (laughs) Woo. Show that again. Fuck, show that again. Oh, man. Now, you know what? I I said the uh, double table spot with Van Damme and uh, Sabu was the spot of the night. This has topped it. For a visual, for a crowd reaction, for oh, my God, fucking moment, this was the spot of the night. And they're both dead. Ring the bell. No count out. Sorry. Some it's, it's ECW. We wrestle till someone gets pinned or dies. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. <laughs> it's true. I mean, my God, they're nowhere to be found. They're not, I mean, it's like, we're free saying 
Is somebody is somebody moving down there? I don't know. Atlas at uh, ask uh, Atlas Security. Is anybody moving? Don't see anybody down there. Oh, this is pretty good drama. You know, here's why it's good drama because I mean you're there and you're thinking yeah they're doing some crazy shit and now you're thinking they they're down there so long that that they are really really hurt and well they probably really are. And Bam Bam, I think, is juice now coming up. So if you remember in the clip we just saw from their match in um, Asbury Park, New Jersey, I believe it was. Maybe I have that wrong. But they were in Living Dangerously, 1998. In that pay-per-view, we saw Taz hook on the Taz mission, the Kazahajime. Yeah. Bigelow. Uh collapsed on him through the ring and collapsed the ring canvas. And here they go through the ramp. Taz jumps on his back, taps him out. And you're going to see a reaction here. Cause I I guess we should remind you that Chris Candido, Bam Bam Bigelow and Shane Douglas are all a part of the triple threat. Shane Douglas is the leader of his own little like miniature four horsemen, except it's those three guys. Right. And he's doing commentary from, I guess we want to call it the crow's nest here. And he's clearly in a feud with Taz over the world title and the fuck the world title. And we'll see if we get a, a shot here. Of Shane Douglas in a moment. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, uh, they, they got uh, bam, bam off head wrapped up in the towel. Cause he was obviously bleeding. And that fuck the world title looks like one half of the U.S. Tag Team Championship belts. Now Taz is what is he? Is he pointing up to him? Yes. Oh, he's got a microphone. Okay. Hey Douglas, beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. He says something like that. Yeah. Now here's a react. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking cool man throwing the monitor down flipping them off i mean they've already yeah. you know they had a phenomenal match here that everybody's gonna be talking about but they immediately used it to sort of lead to the next thing right yeah right good stuff man it's a great show i see why everybody loved this one so much don't you Abs- yeah absolutely they I, I i had read that many said it was the best ecw show ever ECW pay-per-view ever, and I, I I can't see where they would top it, or how they could top it. And we're not, oh, okay. Here we go. Here comes Shane with Francine. And I guess he's going to get in the ring to have the last word, right? Well, I don't know. It's kind of this kind of a. Uh, Kind of an awkward moment to where nothing's happening. But after what we've seen, why not take a breath? <laughs> As Court Bauer would tell us, breathe. Let's go to Joey. Uh, and Joey just filling some time here, I'm sure. Well, they got to probably... build the fucking ramp again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they really got to build it? They just walk around it. Well, you'll see. Okay. So what do you All think, right. man? Uh, ECW Heat Wave 1998. 
Uh, that yeah. match we just saw got three and three quarter stars. Uh, the match we're going to see in a minute is going to be Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and Spike Dudley taking on buh, buh, Ray Dudley and Devon and Big Dick. They're going to do a street fight, and this is when the Dudleys have lengthy mic work before the match, and they're actually going to go 14 minutes and 26 seconds once the match actually gets started. Two and a quarter stars is the rating that we're going to get there. All right. Let me ask you about Joey Styles' persona. Was he a heel announcer? No. Because he, he kind of, and I, I'm just watching him here without listening to what he says, but he looks like he has, I guess, as he looks, how he's mugging to the camera, looks like he has an attitude. I guess that's what they wanted him to have, right? Yeah, they want, wanted him to have an edge. He's not supposed to be vanilla like you were. Okay. I'm not saying that negative. I'm saying you were, I mean, that you did your job and. You know, he doesn't yeah. have somebody to sort of bounce that off of. You can't be good cop, bad cop. If there's one cop. Right. He did a good job, man. And I, uh, I, to be honest, I haven't seen or heard much of Joey styles work until recently, but I liked it. How about the way the camera keeps twisting and turning? What do you, what do you yeah. think of that? Well, in, in the context of the show, I love it. It all works. It's extreme right see how he looked and he turned away take a look at this character would you joel gertner who will, who will also be at starcast wow david penzer with gout and look they've uh patched up the ramp how about that man by the way i know it's not everybody's favorite but i fucking love a good ramp like this i was really yeah i know you do that mlw did a ramp for their battle riot show. All right. That's sign guy Dudley right there. Yeah. Right. Big PPV stars. Got it. So the Dudleys are kind of come out first and they're going to do a long interview here. And behind him is judge Jeff Jones. And that blow up <laughs> doll is yeah. has Beulah McGillicuddy's face on it because okay. the Dudley boys gave Beulah McGillicuddy, who was Tommy dreamers, girl, his wife in real life a Dudley death drop and quote unquote broke her neck and that retired her and behind Devin, as somebody likes to say, his real name is Devon as Ray. All right. Hang on a second. Broke her neck in a work or in a shoot In a work. Come on. Oh, well, you never know. I mean, I mean, this is ECW. <laughs> They've kind of blurred the line between work and shoot here, right? Yeah. So you got to ask. And then there's big dick right there. Okay. I know you've been looking for big dick all night. Yeah, that's big dick right there. You know, and for you, I mean, this is one of the first times you've ever actually seen a big dick in real life, right? Well, yeah. I, I, wait, uh, I first time. Yes, it is. I mean, Again, you, I, know, I know you've heard about Big Dick and you've heard the yeah. rumor and innuendo that yeah. Big Dick was a thing, but now, I mean, you get to see Big Dick in person. Right. Right. Since we're blurring the line between what's the work and what's the shoot. Yes. No, I'm not trying to blur anything. I'm saying that's really Big Dick right there. By the way, do you want to listen to this on the show or no? Yeah. Bubba Ray has the mic. Every single one of you people in here! 
If you didn't know, what you are looking at is the toughest three men in pro wrestling today. So nothing too crazy so far, but you get a flavor for what he's doing. All right. By the way, they have no theme music. We challenge anybody in the WWF. We challenge everybody in the WCW. But most of all, we challenge each and every one of you. If you got the guts, bring it on down to the ring and we'll kick your asses right now. Yeah. So this is when business picks up. He would do this on house shows and everywhere. Mark's fear of Bubba. There's not one man in this whole arena who's got the guts to get in the ring with the Dudley boys. Business is about to pick up. If you got the guts, fat man, bring it on down to the ring. You're going to need that crutch when the Dudley boys are done <laughs> with you. It's kind of a... Uh... I guess you're just mad that I was with your mother last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the words of my brother, Devon. Without any further ado, it is now time for Brother Gardner. Shut the hell up. Is it hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> well, well, well. Dayton, Ohio. Amazing where people can live these days. It is I, the man your mother warned you about, the man that makes your panties moist, and the only man that matters Hotter than a heat wave and harder than Chinese algebra, the quintessential stud muffin myself, Joel, I always leave them sore, yet they keep coming back for more. Gertner. I see your new favorite wrestling personality, Joel Gertner. <laughs> He's close. <laughs> also in the ring at this time, he is a referee with integrity and a referee with hair. 
the extreme official Jeff Jones. By the way, Jeff Jones, personal friend of mine, listener to the show, he'll be at Starcast. All right, Jeff. Accompanying him to ringside, the trashiest prostitute to ever enter Look. professional wrestling. Good our valet and love slave, Come on. Beulah McGillis Slutty. And damn doll is the only way Gertner's ever going to get laid in this lifetime. <laughs> and at my right, my colleague, you saw him suffer on ECW television. A torn ACL, a damaged patella tendon, a ruptured rectum. <laughs> I bet Joe caused that injury himself. I mean, I mean a deviated septum and a kidney stone. Nonetheless, he stands before you as the quiet behind the riot and the innovator of silence, Sign Guy Dudley. And at this time, here they are, the trans-coastal, transcontinental, and intergalactic six-man tag team champions of the wrestling world. First, from the Twisted Steel section of Dudleyville, 368 pounds, 26 and one-half inches of arms attached to the man who can rip the Guinness Book in half with his bare hands. And My God. not out of Ripley, believe it or not, pro wrestling's only real mastodon, Big Dick Dudley. There you go. Quite an introduction for Big Dick. Yeah, I know. Talk about a criminal. Wow. Well, uh... They, uh, they just kind of, uh, uh, they, they kind of, uh, played on the fact that one of them had been fucked in the ass, didn't they? A ruptured rectum. Yeah, a ruptured rectum. And then they all, they told him to keep it quiet. And then he said a deviated septum in the kidney area or something like that. <laughs> So, you know, Bubba would take this to another level. I mean, all right, here's the actual question that I got to ask. Yeah. I mean, challenging fans is an old thing that Ole Anderson used to do. Sure. But he, he used to do it in the studio, right? And Ole, which is legend now, you know, Ole got, got cut in Greenville, South Carolina and almost bled to death if it wasn't for Peggy Latham. Uh, and of course they've been very close friends ever since then because Peggy is a nurse. Uh, my question is, did anybody accept the challenge or did they just, everybody just laugh it off? Many times fans would try to get in and, and a year later at heat wave 99, Bubba would do this again. And there he would yell, you know, and look at this lady. She probably taught her daughter how to suck dick. Oh my God. 
And I mean, just unbelievable, just the way he would just cross the line and whatever he could to get a reaction. And right. I mean, you got to see sort of it forming here, but it would continue to build over the next year. And yeah, there were a lot of incidents where they would incite little miniature riots. Like we heard about back in the day with, you know, the bill Watts territory. And it was because right. of him sort of challenging fans like that. And they take their time on the introductions and this becomes like a whole big part of the act, this big cast of characters. And I think Raven has been the person who was credited with this idea and he sort of, um, you know, ripped it off from a movie. I'm sure you remember the, the hockey Kurt Russell movie from back in the day. Yeah. Right. I, I, I just, I, here's, here's why I, I say that I, it just seems to me that the fans here, and especially the guys that are ringside, all right, the fans here are in on the in on the thing. They're they're part of the show. They feel like they're part of the show. So, I mean, I I just I didn't know if they would get any ch- anybody coming down and challenge him or not. So, yeah, they really, 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 yeah, really okay, hate the Dudleys. All right, that's a pretty good look. That's a good shot right there. And the fact is, is that Bubba Ray's got, uh, it's got a Confederate flag bandana on is, uh, it's kind of, uh, eye popping as well. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be a rebel and a heel, obviously, you know, in more recent years, that's taken on a whole new life. All right. Now this has got to be a Dudley here too, right? Uh, Yeah. That's Spike Dudley who uh, is the runt of the litter. All right. And, um, he's had a falling out with the Dudleys. And so here's Tommy right. dreamer. And of course, Sandman with the world's largest ladder, yeah. but it's funny because they've got three different ladders and it's all based on how big they are. Which I <laughs> yes. think it's funny. Yeah. It's, this is either, um, the world's worst construction crew or some <laughs> sort of, um, I, I don't even know, like some yeah. sort of performance dance for a Verizon commercial. Yeah. So they've got more those, cars in more places. All right. Those guys ring your doorbell, say, we understand we need, you need your gutters cleaned. You'd say wrong house. We're good. <laughs> oh God. You know what? Now that I think about it, I do think that my gutter guy looks a lot like Sandman. Could be. I need to find the picture of my gutter guy and post that up. <laughs> it's a wonder they didn't come up with a, uh, a character called gutter guy. Oh, the big difference so, in um, Jim Crockett Promotions and ECW and Jim Crockett Promotions, they drank beer after the matches. <laughs> I was going to say everything, uh, but oh, God! And yes, hardcore hack. And look, look at <laughs> who was the the little Dudley? What what's it? Is Spike? It, Spike and uh, did he go on to wrestle anywhere else? Yeah, he was uh, a big star in the WWE and was at WrestleMania. And I mean, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. All right, good, good for him. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer should be a bona fide Hall of Famer too. He will be. You know, they'll probably wait till he's done doing his promotion and then he'll be. And Tommy Dreamer's a Hall of Famer all day. Yeah. <laughs> How about giving, giving some beer to the fans? Yeah. Uh, there, that Conrad, there's nothing like this. You know, what there's sucks that- though is on the network. 
and I'm glad yeah. we've got it muted. They can't play in our Sandman. I know. I'm, I'm sure. But that's where they're playing here, right? Of course. Of course. And they. There's nothing like this. There, there's no. There, there's absolutely nothing on TV like this. Again, uh, you know, there's not. And thank God. I hate to say thank God for the network, but thank God the network lets you relive stuff like this. You know, I, I go back. This is the difference between me and you. I, I go back and and think about, oh, Blackjack Mulligan and Ric Flair. And you go back and think about, oh, a guy busting a beer can over his head. <laughs> That's my childhood, guys. And, of course, you know, mine's also tied into baseball, too. But uh, it's just amazing. This brings back your childhood. I understand. I get that. I really get that. And uh, how much of an impact it had on your life. Just there, there is, there's nothing like this on television. And I listen, I, I hope the, the MLW people don't think I'm ripping on them cause I'm not because we cannot have anybody to come to their bust a beer can over their head and then drink a beer on TV. Now we can't have that, but there's nothing like it. I just, uh, this has been a, this has been an amazing, amazing experience. Plus we've seen a big dick. And so how can you not like that? And we've seen Tammy and we've seen gorgeous Francine. And, uh, and I saw for the first time ever, <laughs> uh, one of the, God, one of the, it had to be, I hate to call her a freak of nature, nature, but holy snakes. What, what, what have I? Well, I'm glad you're with us here on what happened when, because what happened when back in 1998 was quite the event. Maybe. And they haven't even started the match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to get to getting it in a minute, boy. Yeah. And, and th we are already thoroughly entertained and they haven't even come to blows. Man, okay. Isn't, isn't it interesting too that the Taz match, not you know, there's no world title match here, and right, but the F the world title, not the main event, even with that crazy high spot. Jesus! All right, I'm sure we are going to get it. Yeah, you have. Uh, this and of course the other one we saw barely barely legal has opened my eyes. It's like where was I? Well, wait till you see. There's a there's a spot in here where something that I look forward to at every ECW show that when I think of one guy who sort of represented what ECW was at its brawling weapon gimmick height. He's going to be introduced here in a little bit. Oh, so he's not here yet. Nope. We're not done. All right. We still got some more surprises. I mean, you, you get to the point in this and again, you, you get to the point in this where you, you're asking yourself, what else can we fucking see? What in the world are. Wow. Great series of spots here. Absolutely. 
Yeah, this is the first time I've seen Tommy Dreamer wrestle. Really? Yeah. I don't think he wrestled in Barely Legal. If it did, I forgot it, but I'm I'm watching it now. So this is, they call themselves the uncrowned six-man champions, or are they all, oh, my God. Are they going to do a, uh, there's no way you can work that hole. There's no way you can work that move. Put a guy up on the top rope and then do a neck breaker. There's no way that you can do that without actually hurting someone. Impossible. God, he took it right off the get-go. Bubba Ray instead of Big Dick. Well, Big Dick was not really a great worker. He's here to choke, slam people, and grunt. Got to know your role. Yeah, he's he's a choke, slamming, and grunter. But really, right. what else do you need Big Dick to do than choke, slam, and grunt? Right. <laughs> this is good shit, man. God, Bubba. Bubba was just a cocky, arrogant, big motherfucker, wasn't he? As well he should be. I mean. Yeah. It's clearly working. Oh, very good. Good spot. One. Got a one count. <laughs> Fuck, I'm entertained. They don't have to go through a table or a chair for me. I'm entertained by what they're doing right now, man. Yeah, they're showing that they can do a regular match. Yes, they are. Absolutely. <laughs> Stand off his chest. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I can see why they're in the Hall of Fame. It's worth mentioning, I guess, that Sandman quit two days later. And came to what? WCW? Uh, no. By the end of the day, it was revealed it was just, you know, a negotiating ploy, but he wasn't happy with his pay per view payout. Right. He was uh, under the impression that he was going to be part of the highest pay tier for the show. And then he found out that others were earning more and basically yeah. quit. And that always will do you in. His contract expired over the weekend and he was looking for a raise. He was making $3,000 a week plus bonuses, which would have ranged from 4,000 to 7,500 for pay-per-view shows. And Heyman says that uh, since CCW is doing six pay-per-view shows instead of four, that he would be getting a raise, but he wouldn't bump up the weekly guarantee, much of which was covered by Sandman's merch sales, which he sort of signs away the rights to when he gets the guarantee. Anyway, eventually, cooler heads prevail. And he's a big, he's a big merch seller, but his leverage is that, you know, they don't have to have him and people don't think that you know, his drinking gimmick will be allowed in WWF because Austin's doing it. And they don't think that he could take this act to WCW, but of course we know he does. Yeah, but it's not the same. It is not the same. Well, I tell you, Spike doing some pretty good bumping here for his big, his big guy. I mean, you can throw him around like a rag doll, and it looks legit. Well, it looks legit because it is. 1-800. Yeah, because it is, right. 1-800-BROKEN-NECK. I like that. <laughs> oh, God. 
Man, I tell you, if 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 I were a fan, I would have loved this shit too. If I was, <laughs> hit him in the head, hit him in the head with a beer can, boom, down he goes. <laughs> oh God, we haven't seen Big Dick yet. Come on, get him in there, get him to grunt and sell, do something. So they only gave this match two. They didn't give this match three stars. I think just what we've seen so far, the intro, the talk, the uh, spike being thrown around the ring like a rag doll doing some shit, I think that deserves more than two and whatever stars. And why am I worrying about what Meltzer thinks anyway? What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. I was wondering. Who the fuck? Who the fuck gives a shit what he thinks? Are you going to get us together, me and Meltzer at StarCast? All right. You don't want to have anything to do with me, I'm sure. That's right. Good. He told me that specifically. Yeah. Good. I ought to bring Lois to walk up and talk to him. Well, why would you do that? Because she's, uh, she can cut it. She can cut one of the best promos ever when she's mad ever, ever. But what is she mad at Dave about? Uh, I, she's not mad. She didn't know he is right now, but I could, I could, uh, you know, I could prep her for it. And but she would, why? why would you do that? Oh, just to see her cut a promo on him. No, let's not do that. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's be nice guys. Right. He's been super nice to us. He has. Yeah. Okay. I haven't read any of his stuff. I don't know. He's super nice. He's coming okay. to the show. He's complimentary. Yeah, he was critical when your shit sucked, but you admitted that a lot of times your shit sucked. So what's the big deal? <laughs> okay. Look at this. They, they they cleared out a fucking section of people. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they take a camera shot. They swing the camera shot over, right? It just looked like oh, all those people, They you know, they were here, but they're dead now because we just wiped them all out. <laughs> That'll teach them. Uh, ECW. Yeah, teach ECW. <laughs> oh man uh you know uh, again my my hat's off to paul Heyman, and i know he hates me but my hat's off to him for what he put together here and not only him but to all the performers who has as and it's a well-worn term i hate it but they use it in college football all the time who bought into his vision but they did buy into his vision of something completely different. And it started out as East Coast wrestling, right? Yep. And well, then it e turned e into extreme. Eastern Championship Wrestling. Eastern Championship Wrestling. And then it became extreme. When did it, when did that change take place? It probably didn't take long. Uh, I believe that happened in 94. Okay. Fucking Sandman trying to Frankensteiner. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd have taken a Frankenstein. He just, that wasn't the greatest looking Frankenstein in the world, but it was pretty fucking effective. All right, here we go. It's lat. Ooh, knee. That blow out a knee. It's ladder time in the ring, Conrad. Hey, look at big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at Big Dick. It's, your favorite. Uh, it's one of your favorite yeah. things to do. <laughs> I think that might be the only time you've said that when Flair wasn't in the room. And we just talked uh, over uh, the guy steadying the world's tallest ladder, Spike yeah. climbing to the top of it, the tippy top, and just jumping off onto the Dudleys. Go ahead and tell us what you think everybody's saying right now. <laughs> what? What? You mean the... Uh... The announcers? No, the, Just, the fans. Oh, the fan. ECW. ECW. ECF and W. By the way, uh, in my household years ago, whenever anything would fall, oh, like, God. you know, somebody drops a dish, somebody drops a glass. Some, there's some sort of loud commotion in the kitchen with all the pots and pans. I had my, my daughter trained to start chanting ECW, ECW. <laughs> But I mean, I stopped it there. Like whenever her mom would break a glass, I didn't have her yell. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> and thankfully, whenever I started dating after her and her mom split, uh, uh, she didn't, she wasn't uh, taught to chant at my new girlfriend. She's a crack whore <laughs> or she's got herpes. <laughs> sometimes whenever i get a haircut at home I'll, I'll call her in and i'll i'll be like sweep it up asshole sweep it up well i'm gonna start i'm gonna start using the chant with lois you fucked what what is it you fucked up you fucked you up, fucked up. You fucked yeah. up. <laughs> i'm gonna start using that at the house i need i'll you let to, you know let what, you know how that goes film it so we can at least know the accurate time of death yeah, <laughs> yes. It'll be on volume three of Living with Lois on Patreon. Tony Schiavone was sixty years old. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. And about the third time, only thing you'll hear is you fuck, and that's it. Have, you hey, fuck. Tell me what's going on with the Rat Battle Royal. I hadn't talked about that today. The Rat Battle Royal. You told uh, me you're having a Rat Battle Royal, and you were hoping that we could get some insight as to my whereabouts of my belt. Okay, well, we've got the exterminators going up to the attic next week to take a look and see what's how things are going. Uh, they've told us you got to get rid of all the stuff up top, and we are kind of dragging our feet with doing that. We're going to we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, and you're going to get your belt. What what happens now if we go up there and your belt's not there? Uh, can I ask you what in the fuck am I watching? I'm watching. I'm watching. Guys bleeding profusely. I'm watching ladders, chairs, chairs, blood, blood, big dick. Uh, we got a, oh, we got uh, a crutch, a hop along. Uh, yes. uh, there's a blow up doll. A judge, yeah. Blow up. Good a, God. An oil change man. Oh, Jesus. A figure four, two trees of woe. Whoa. Jesus a sign guy, a crooked referee, or yeah, a crooked referee, yeah. Judge Jones. Yeah, that's <laughs> Now, check this out. He's got a pile driver on a blow up doll. <laughs> now, of course, they were mocking Tommy's wife, and now Tommy delivers a pile driver yeah. to him. Right. And I here, got it. In comes the main event, Mr. Joel Gertner. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why he's in there, but even the referee's helping out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can see why the referee would help him put tie Joe Gertner to the tree of woe. Oh, would somebody cover up his hairy belly? Oh God. 
Wait, you don't like hair on the belly? You want hairless bellies? Well, no, I, I, it reminds me of the back of uh, Dutch Mantel. How about the referee just shot a chair in the Gertner's face, <laughs> dude? <laughs> this, this is, this is a, you know what this is? This is like, it's like a, this is like a car wreck. This is absolutely like just watching with bodies and blood. And a referee oh. kicking chairs into managers' faces in the yeah. middle of the match. Yeah. Well, Man, why not? Big dick with the run in. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plot. <laughs> well, you better pull out quickly. Thank you very much. I'll be here all this week. God, they're going to take another spot on the ladder. Fuck. You. What did the fuck he do that for? Well, they're trying to inflict pain on the other person. Well, well no, I, I get it. But, I mean, uh, Dreamer didn't hit the ladder. Big Dick hit the ladder that Big, time. Big Dick can't bump. We talked about that. How about that spot? Yeah. Off Jesus. the top rope, through oh. the table. And now turn around. Wham! Sandman <laughs> nails him and he no-sells it. So he hits Big Dick and his little dick. <laughs> swings at Bubba and oh got his hand up and Bubba was swinging full force on that chair collapsed yes he was that was yes. nasty what a chair yeah. shot yeah. what a turn of events here Bubba is he thinking about doing a senton off the top on top of a ladder and now I've got a DD team on the ladder right that's got to be it why don't you think that's it one two three it's not the finish that was the finish. The DDT on the, they just win one, two, three, but that's probably not the end of this crazy peep. Fuck. Yeah. That's the end of the match, but that's not the end of the shenanigans. Okay. Oh, is that Axel? There's Jack victory. Jack victory. Okay. Explodes a guitar over right. Tommy dreamer. Uh huh. And I like when they filled the, um, the guitars with baby powder made for a cool yeah, that, effect. Yeah. That was good. I, to me, this, this, the, the, what we're seeing right now, what we've seen at the finish and all these bodies in the ring to me, just that just encapsulates, encapsulates what ECW is all about. Don't you agree? What do we this, got here? This is what ECW is <laughs> all about. You see all those X's in the crowd. It's because yep. there's a shopping cart of weapons and here's new Jack oh. with a stop sign and a VCR and a grocery cart and a trash can. <laughs> And what's fun is whenever new Jack comes out, they play the music the entire time during the match. They don't, uh -huh. they don't turn it down. Now, of course they can't play the real unlicensed right. music here, but it was Dr. Dre and ice cube natural born kill us. Huh? Jesus. Wow. Oh my God. You fuck. I want to play a little bit of that for you. So you can No, you can't don't play it. Don't, don't play it. No. Because we won't be able to put it on YouTube. Listen to it's, you. <laughs> but he just threw he just threw the motherfucking shopping cart out of the ring. He threw the shopping cart out of the ring. A golf club on the ding dong. Uh so he's gonna play a little music <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh God. This is like, this is like, this is like fucking chaos. 
Look it's like it's, look at it, the crowd though. How into this yeah. is everybody? I know. This is like it's it's better than it's better than a fucking movie. It's better than an action movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's better than an action movie. Oh, good God. You know, you gotta prepare yourself for this. I mean you you leave you leave as fans in this thing fucking sweating through your shirt, out of breath. See, look at those. It looks like the Verizon gimmick. Right. So they're all going to climb up the ladder and with the uh, hero shot. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, to be honest with you, it's not pro wrestling like I knew it, but it's it's a spectacular two and a half hours. 97% thumbs up. Who would give it a thumbs down? Nobody. Yeah, they just worked that number. I love it, man. Well, there you go. What would you think? Of course, they're teasing that the next pay-per-view is going to be November to Remember 1998. And this is going to wrap up Heat Wave 1998, what a lot of people believe to be the best ECW pay-per-view ever. What say you? Well, I don't know if it was the best one ever because I haven't seen him, but I cannot imagine anything being any better than this. What's, cannot imagine. What's funny is even on TV, on the way to build this pay-per-view, Shane Douglas sort of admitted that none of the pay-per-views since Barely Legal had really hit the mark, but that they had a show planned here for Heat Wave 98 that no company would be able to compete with. And they did it, man. Yeah, they did. They pulled it off. They absolutely pulled it off. So go ahead and give us, in your opinion, your your top three moments from the pay-per-view. Top three moments from the pay-per-view. Uh, number one was going through the the ramp. That was number one. Uh, the uh, double leg drop. Uh, that was the double leg drop from uh, from Van Dam and Sabu on the table. That was number two. And uh, number three was Mike Awesome going off the top rope into the stands. That was number three. What a show. Well, we hope and, you guys enjoyed and, it. And, and, of course, just for the visual, you can't beat that last, that last visual of three guys on the ladder with a hero shot. That was a hell of a way to end that show. That was almost – that was – to me, that was almost ECW taking a fucking bow to the fans. This is what we brought you tonight. That's what that represented. That's, that's what crossed my mind when I saw that. That visual was a hell of a way to end the show. Actually, that's what they should have gone to black on. But they had to time it out a little bit. But that was tremendous. Well, I loved it, and hopefully you did too. Check us out on Patreon if you'd like to get your shows early and ad-free and you want some bonus content. Slapdick Theater, which was the show stealer this past week, is up there. Some surprises with Tony at the ballpark. And you never know, you might be like, uh, I guess, our low-key big hog, Mr. Paul, who came and joined us together and ate pizza with me and you and Bruce Pritchard. We had our own little table for three, I think Paul called it. Uh, that's one of the many perks of supporting us on Patreon. You get to have coffee with Tony 
And it just so happened that when Tony was in Pennsylvania, so were Bruce and I. So we got the gang together and it was a lot of fun. And we would love to have you consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. You can also interact with us on Twitter. Our show handle is at WHW Monday. We're on Facebook, WHW Monday there as well. Of course, Instagram, the exact same thing, WHW Monday. He is uh, also on Twitter, but he won't acknowledge you there because he's not a Twitter person. But I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, hey, hey, it's Conrad. And I had a lot of fun today, Tony, but it does feel like it's about that time. It's for the uh, the uh, Fuck the World Championship. It's going to be Conrad Thompson against Big Dick. So, in other words, as I would call it, it would be Big Dick against Big Prick. And the Big Dick and Big Prick are colliding together once again. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. More than likely, Big Prick's going to go over because, as we know, he's a big prick. See you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network and also on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. If you want more of Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone, don't waste your sorry-ass time. Head over to patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, complete with behind-the-scenes videos and new content every week. That's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And by LoisRules.com, one of the hottest sites over on ProWrestlingTees.com, the place to get all your favorite t-shirts from what happened when. Remember, LoisRules.com, named after the craziest lady that you've ever met before in your life. And trust me, she'll break your skull quicker than Bischoff can FedEx you walking papers. You know what I like about her? She can chug a beer. So give me a hell yeah. Head over to LoisRules.com. BoxyGimmicks.com, complete with coffee mugs. What? Baby onesies. What? Beach towels. What? Koozies. What? And a whole lot more to shamelessly show your support of what happened when. What? Something to wrestle with. What? In 83 weeks. What? Head over to BoxyGimmicks.com. Also slap Dick Theater with your host, Calendar Sadumas. And that's the bottom line. Tony Schiavone is a goddamn office stooge.